Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 14th of November 2019. This is The Gap, episode 493. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Gore is here. He's back off the plane from Japan. How was that? The plane, the plane from Japan, actually pretty good. I had a free seat next to me. Uh, I, nice. I, I had organized to have a full fucking row, but then some dickhead sat on the other end. But uh, as soon as the seatbelt sign went off, uh, I moved like one in. You know, it was a, it was hmm. the middle aisle, four seat row. And uh, before he could do this to me, I jumped across into the like. If you go, like, if you imagine the seats are one, two, three, four, and one is on the aisle and four is in the aisle, I jumped across the two from one immediately to uh, sort of shape off any chance. Unless he... I guess he could have. He could have moved to three as well, right? If we're imagining the seats. <laughs> you both moved closer to each other. It would have been fucking <laughs> weird. It would have been such a fucking baller move. Uh, but he didn't. Instead, he, then he just like looks at you in your eyes and like the yeah. nod. Yeah, the nod, <laughs> and then I'm like, fair enough. Uh, I got, I got nothing. Um, but yeah, and then you did. take his seat. Oh, I moved to four. Yeah, yeah. That, right. No, then I'm giving up too much. You know, he's got one and two as, as well as three. Then at that point, unless he also moves across and we just fully switch sides, but. Uh, so yeah, you know, at that point you get two seats, uh, you leave the other person the two seats, but you also like, if you take the middle one first, if you take two or three first, uh, you, you've got a little bit of extra give, right? Because if, if you sort of drift off and lean over to one side during the night uh, while you're sleeping the flight mm. attendants aren't going to ram your shoulder or elbow with a fucking trolley cart. With a trolley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which happens to me quite often when I stay on the aisle. Um, because, I don't know, I just don't sit upright properly, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that happened to him. He, uh, he like, curled himself up into a little tiny fetus ball and mm. slept across the two seats. Uh... And we made eye contact because he put his foot on me at one point. And, right. Uh, he wasn't asleep uh, at this point. Uh, well, he was. I think he was drifting off. But as soon as he put his foot on me, I like flipped my uh, my eye mask up, and I've just sort of looked at him, like you know, just the real slow turn. Like, what are you doing? And uh, he was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry," and never came close to me again. Like. I don't even know how he balled up into such a tiny little fierce ball, but he was like extremely conscious of not putting his feet on me again. Which, you know, fair fair call. He should have been more conscious in the first place, but yeah, anyway. Just give him a bit of a tickle. Bit of, bit of a tickle, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lick the end of my feet, uh, finger, and then like tickle in between his toes. So it's yeah. just, it's the, it's the wet in that worst spot. That'd be really upsetting. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it was a good flight back. I slept the almost the entire way. Uh, still felt what, what yeah. happened? Uh, got you me- gassed. Um, melatonin. Uh, have you had this shit before? It's it's you know a natural supplement or whatever the fuck. Uh, but it works. I don't know if it's placebo or what, but I don't know. It just conks me out. It's real good. Uh, that and. Uh, I watched like a quarter of Aladdin, the Aladdin remake, 
was on yep. the was on the thing. Fuck that movie's awful. So that was that was a good incentive to go to sleep. Um, mm. did, yeah. did you ever go see the musical? No. Sorry, the theatre, not the musical. No. Yeah, that one's really good. Uh, I think this is based on the theatrical, uh, you know, production. As right. It's it seems more. Uh, like everyone in it is acting way over the fucking top, like they're in a fucking play, and I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. Yeah, maybe we could just tone it down a little bit. I get that it's about genies and shit, but yeah, maybe we could fucking wind it back then. So that sucked. Uh, speaking of movies, I watched. I also watched. Uh, what's it called Hunter Killer with Jared Butler and Gary Oldman. Right. Uh, someone didn't put their fucking phone on Do Not Disturb. Uh, I know it's it's vibrating. Someone's was me too. I didn't believe them. Oops. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, that movie is the answer to the question. Uh, hey boss, we've got all this extra footage of uh, subs, submarines, uh, in CGI. What are we going to do with it? And then the boss answers with, oh, well, I've got this uh, leftover script for a Call of Duty game, so uh, why don't we just somehow marry the two? And, uh, hmm. yeah, that was it. That was the, uh, that's the entire plot of that, because I thought it was going to be, like, fucking Dust Boot or some shit, or, you know, at least U571, but uh, they spend surprisingly little time on a fucking submarine they spend a surprisingly large amount of time not on a submarine the submarine itself doesn't play that big a role in things despite Jared Butler being the star uh so yeah anyway not a terrible movie um better than Aladdin out of, mm -hmm. out of 10 I would give it better than Aladdin out of 10 uh it'd have to be trying to be worse though good lord have you seen um The Lion King yet uh no right okay uh is that worse or better i don't i haven't seen it yet i heard but i've heard things <laughs> about it i've heard it. it's it's worse uh yeah. aladdin's like my favorite disney movie i think everyone's favorite disney movie is whichever one like landed right when they were that that perfect age like i've got you know nieces and nephews and for some of them Frozen is their favorite Disney movie, and Father's Moana is their favorite Disney movie. You've seen Moana, right? No. Oh, you should watch Moana. Is that the one with The Rock? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's a good movie. Uh, uh maybe not fucking. Maybe awesome, I can. But now. It's a good fucking movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frozen. And it's got good songs, but I could take it or leave it. But Moana is actually properly entertaining. Um. Yeah, uh, like, it's weird though, right? Like, the, because they both came out at the same time. And the same goes for My Little Brother's favourite is uh, Lion King, uh, while mm. Aladdin is, is my favourite. And they both came out pretty close together, but just far enough apart for us to be, I don't know, that perfect age, that perfect Disney age, I guess, to really like one over the other. Anyway, so Aladdin's my favourite. Uh, I wonder if that impacted how much... I didn't enjoy uh, the portion of the live-action remake that I saw. But, yeah, 
I don't know. Might be reading too much into it. It might just be shit. Uh, is a decent I shit. think it's just not a good film. Because I liked the Beauty and the Beast one that they did. I didn't watch it. With uh, Emma, Emma Watson. Watson and Dan Stevens and those guys. Yeah, right. Um, That's because you fucking you've got the biggest fucking boy crush on Dan Stevens alive. He's pretty good. Um, yeah, but yeah, I feel like the rest of them that they've done has been not that great. Jungle Book is good. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. That was that was I'd say that's probably the best of the ones I've seen. That was uh, John Favreau, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, just, I don't know. Maybe maybe they've got to go back. Oh no, because it doesn't work for Dumbo. Yeah, I haven't seen Dumbo, but I heard it's okay. Like it's fine, but it's yeah. I don't know. Well, the source material wasn't that good in the first place. I never really liked Dumbo as a movie. Are they doing like Pinocchio as well? Oh, probably. They're doing all of them. They just fucking (laughs) they're just redoing them all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So that was that. Uh, Mm. Speaking while we're not talking about video games, uh, The Mandalorian is out. Because mm-hmm. uh, Disney Plus is out. Uh, actually, we're speaking of Disney games. Could you use that as a as a segue? But anyway, um, what do you think of the Mandalorian? Um, it's different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I I don't know. I feel like um, they maybe made a mistake by not putting them all up at the same time. But I understand why they've done it that way. Um as like a you know there's not a lot of new content on there i guess like a big blockbuster tv show and then so having people just consume it all at once then they get to the end of the week and be like why am i signing up for this type thing yeah um so them trying to milk it a bit longer is you know obviously why but um it's definitely what apple music is doing you seen someone did the maths and they got like 30 hours of fucking content like yeah. 30 total hours that you could watch all of the Apple Plus movie, uh, content in 30 hours. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, uh, it's but a bit more now because they've released an extra episode of a bunch of TV shows nobody wants to watch, but... Uh, sure. Yeah. That's but, not the case for Disney Plus. No, they've got fucking hours and hours and hours and hours of shit. And uh, stuff you, like, actually want to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. Star Wars films. Right. Uh, or mangled, fucked up versions of The Simpsons. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, uh, like, it's, it's a Star Wars TV series that is, you can tell it's in the Star Wars universe, um, but it's very slow at the moment. And I don't really, um, I think the the problem at the moment is just not understanding who this character is. Yeah. Or like, what they're kind of... Like, who they are. Because um, you don't get a lot of... I mean, you get a lot of time with this character, but he's very blunt and, like... <laughs> like, he's not a conversational person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you don't really know what's going on. But the stuff, like, everything I saw, I, I enjoyed for the most part. Um, it's maybe a bit short. It's, what, like, 35 minutes? Yeah. It feels like it, it was meant for um, TV. Yeah. So they've got the 35 minutes in there to, like, we'll put ads in between and that'll stretch it out to an hour slot. Yeah. Whereas Netflix doesn't really do that. They kind of just, <laughs> they make an hour long show or a 55 minute show yeah. or, you know, whatever. Um, same with, like, 
you know, you, you look at an example like Game of Thrones or something, they don't really have like a, um, like a, a start and stop. They kind of just, yeah. yeah, they just kind of wing it. And so, um, yeah, I felt the pacing was a bit weird for them to just release one episode. Yeah. But I, I, I keep watching it for sure. Like I enjoyed it still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it felt a bit weird, but not weird enough to make me not want to watch more of it. Like I really mm. dug what I saw. Um, but yeah, speaking of HBO, you've been watching Watchmen? Uh, I've seen the first two episodes. I haven't had a chance to, what are that to four now? Uh, yeah, four. Yeah. Man, I'm in, I'm all in that, that shit's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I reckon they're fucking nailing it with that. Like just, it's such a, uh, good continuation of the, like concept uh, the, the ideas behind the original series. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it just fucking works. Uh, it's, yeah, there's so much going on and they keep adding new layers and little tiny callbacks and then big callbacks and yeah, building on the universe. Uh, I've been reading, uh, I read a bunch of comics while I was, uh, like traveling. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I read, before Watchmen, um, I've been reading okay. before Watchmen, and it's pretty good. Uh, I also read Doomsday Clock, which still isn't fucking finished. Uh, it was supposed to be monthly, and I think it's been coming out two and a half monthly for the last fucking two and a half years at this point. But right. uh, what does Alan Moore think of all this stuff? <laughs> not a fan, but uh, like at some point, like he hates everything. He hates. Well, yeah, like. I looked. I looked into it uh, quite a bit, and I get. I get his perspective. He's pissed. He's largely pissed off, right? Obviously, he's pissed off uh, because it. You know, whenever they translate any of his shit into a movie, he created it for a comic book, and so translating it to a movie feels like uh, betraying the art form. You know, he's 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 very much about you know using an art form for its purpose. Uh, but, sure. you know, it doesn't really... Back when Watchmen was written, the things you could do in a film weren't necessarily... were, were Well, the things you could do in comics weren't possible on film, right? But we've moved far enough forward that that's no longer the case. Uh, and I think Zack Snyder, for all his faults, proved that pretty well with the Watchmen film, uh, which, you know lacks a large amount of imagination, right? Except for the, in my opinion, significantly better ending. Um, yeah, it's a way better ending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also the, um, like, he made a film that that is, looks at the source material and, like, he pulls it off. Like, there's not some, there's not big sweeping changes in there except for that ending because the ending is, in the comic, is a bit stupid. So it's, um. it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit dumb yeah um well, i'm not a fan um but yeah look like i i think he goes further than not making i think he literally in so many cases just translates the comic to the screen which yeah. makes it more difficult for me to like you know accept alan moore's position that it couldn't be created, like couldn't be transferred to film because he clearly can, right? That's that's what happens in the Watchmen film. Uh, 
he also got dicked, like, mad dicked about by DC over that film. So, like, yeah, I can understand why hearing about it a fuck ton and having to talk about it every time someone, you know, asks him about the new TV show or something would get his fucking goat because, yeah, <laughs> like, it's just a big old reminder of how hard he got fucked. Um, and, yeah, he just wants to suck, like, sort of throw it away that said uh yeah what what they're doing with the tv series i think i think he'd enjoy it like if he could if he could put that stuff up the like his personal uh history and he shouldn't have to obviously but like if he could uh i think he'd enjoy what they're doing with uh yeah the watchman tv series maybe he needs to go speak to george lucas for a little bit or something i don't know oh georgie boy's still fucking hurting like he's got fucking a billion bucks alan moore didn't get a fucking billion bucks for the watchman right like (laughs) georgie boy's got no fucking excuse (laughs) yeah Yeah. um anyway uh still yeah love and watch me it's like my like absolute must watch uh, it's like a drop everything type watch for me. Um, I still have to wait for my wife to get home, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'd watch it the moment it was available. But what are you going to do? Twice. Yeah, watch it twice. Um, pretend I I know everything. That's like it'll be like Game of Thrones all over again. Where I'm like sitting there waiting for it to react to shit. Uh, anyway. Anyway, uh, want to talk about Japan first or? Yeah. Other games? Japan? So I went to Japan. I uh, went to Tokanami, uh, which is on the Cheetah Peninsula, uh, which is in the Nagoya uh, region. Um, so Nagoya is sort of a small, I'm using inverted commas, small uh, city in Japan. Um, I, said, like, I use inverted commas because I got lost in Nagoya. And it took me fucking forever to work out where the fuck I was. Uh, I clocked hmm. 30,000 steps trying to get back to the fucking train station. So the day we got in, we landed super early, uh, went to the, our hotel, uh, got to our hotel at fucking eight in the morning, uh, because where we were staying was very close to the airport, like within walking distance of the airport. Um, and also walking distance of a train, uh, and also walking distance of the IG Sky Expo, which is, uh, where the event I was there to cover, uh, was happening. And so those were the, yeah, that was, that was what was going down. Uh, couldn't check in and they were, they were like pretty adamant that we weren't going to be able to check in until 3 PM. Uh, so they're like, Sorry. Like, you'll just have to, I don't know, go sit down. But it was fucking, it was seven hours away. So Mm. uh, we decided to go uh, head into Nagoya, uh, which was a 30-minute express train away. Uh, About 45 minutes on the NOS express train. And, uh, yeah. I mean, Japan's public transport is fucking phenomenal like absolutely spectacular it's always perfectly on time uh once you work out how it works like once you work out the particular fucking format 
it's so easy to fucking work out what to do and where to go next um and and you know how to get to a location uh, on a train like it's all it's fucking amazing i love the fucking trains anyway so we're going into goya sort of fucking faffed about a bit uh like wandered around got some uh food went to nagoya castle uh which is a giant like proper fucking japanese castle the sort you see in fucking like samurai movies and shit it was fucking awesome um wondered about that uh was with um nick i can't remember his last name nick um nico and uh he's from channel nine he's fucking he's like a little bit taller than nate uh so he's a tall dude it's like eight foot eight foot tall uh (laughs) and uh yeah like we we were wandering through this this castle that had like a recreation of like some of the the living quarters and uh man he basically had to walk stooped the entire time i had to lower my fucking head to not crank it on fucking beams and shit i do not know how you would fucking live in this fucking place like i'd 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 give myself a concussion every time i tried to go piss in the middle of the night like 100 percent anyway uh so that was pretty bananas anyway um after we finished that uh the ubisoft people that we're traveling with had to go have a meeting like a pre-event meeting uh so they they went back and uh nico went with them uh and i stayed in the goy and just sort of fucking wandered around um yeah it was rad like just fucking looking looking at stuff and grab some uh chicken nuggets from 7-eleven for lunch uh went to went to a don quixote which is like a big uh sort of department store but like the cheapo department store like it's just got fucking stacks of shit found a bunch of barge of kit kats because uh, those they're like kit kats are like the tim tams of japan mm. like if you want to bring someone back something that they can vaguely recognize you get wacky fucking kit kat flavors so i got like yuzu sake and uh like berry green tea uh banana like just fucking a bunch of different kit stuff kat that flavors. nobody would ever eat like <laughs> the sake ones are flat out disgusting uh <laughs> fucking you have like a bit of one of them you're like they've certainly replicated the t- the flavor of lemony sake ah uh, well, now that we've done that, uh, throw out the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> they're disgusting. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, absolutely nobody would ever want them. But uh, yeah, you like uh, you gotta. I love Kit Kats in general, so um, yeah. But I like chunky ones. So I like the big chunky Kit Kat. Anyway, uh, got them. Got uh, found Nate some all black Doritos. Uh, like all black brand or all black themed Doritos. So I, I absolutely picked those up. Uh, they're in clearance, because uh, clearly everyone, well, the Rugby World Cup was over, and the All Blacks mm. have fucking lost in disgrace. So, uh, yeah, anyway, just got him, got him that to remind him of how shit the All Blacks were this year. Uh, 
They did better than Australia, but they were always going to do better than Australia, so fuck it. Uh, try to find some uh, whiskey, obviously. That's the uh, it's the never-ending quest. Whenever you go to Japan, you've got to find some whiskey. Uh, failed miserably. Uh, awfully. Didn't happen. Anyway, left on Coyote and uh, spied the... Uh, spied the building that I was using as my landmark and uh, so so that I'd be able to return and walk towards it for about, I don't know, 15 minutes. Um, I looked on Google Maps. My phone died while all this was happening, so I had to use landmarks. Uh, my phone died. Uh, I looked on Google Maps before I got to Don Quixote and uh, I'd sort of just sort of like eyeballed it. I didn't really zoom in to count how many streets there were but it was a fucking 20 minute walk to Don Quixote itself. Uh, so I walked for 15 minutes uh, towards my landmark and uh, quickly realized that uh, I'd missed a couple of other landmarks. There was like a river that I was supposed to cross at some point and uh, <laughs> like all this other shit. Uh, and then, you know, I noticed that I'm like not in a built-up area anymore and like I'm in sort of like some suburbs and the place I'd gotten off at was the CBD and I'm like this doesn't seem right uh so I went down into a subway and had a look and uh yeah I was definitely in the wrong fucking place uh but I couldn't work out how the fuck to get back so I just sort of started walking back in the other direction and I didn't have like a landmark to go off on this one this time. And so what I like, I mapped it out later, right? Uh, I did, obviously my phone was dead, so I couldn't use the Google mapping to work out my exact fucking traversal. But uh, like, I think what happened was I left Don Quixote from a different door to what I entered. And I think what happened with the subway was I did that again. And so when I walked back in the same direction, each time I was facing a different direction. And so I was just fucking like zigzagging my way across this fucking city. And it is fucking huge. It is so fucking big. Like, it's such a big city. It's just like this sprawling fucking mass of fucking buildings and stuff. Uh, so, yeah. I walked for literally hours... Uh, trying to work out how to get back until eventually like my feet are hurting and uh, and I'm like oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do and I turn a corner and there's a sign and it says Nagoya Castle one kilometer and I had walked all the way to the Nagoya Castle uh, which uh, we had taken a fucking $20 cab back from to mm. get back into the heart of fucking Nagoya so I had walked a $20 cab ride away and I'm like I can't do this I can't like I'm clearly not getting closer to Nagoya I have no <laughs> idea like I can't catch a cab back because I can't say take me to Nagoya because they're not going to fucking understand it right like I'm, I've got no like I don't know where the fuck I'm supposed to be going to like Nagoya train station? That's not fucking helpful, right? Like, I couldn't find a Nagoya train station on fucking... Anyway, 
I look at look my way like just fucking walked into a subway and I caught a fucking train in what I thought was the correct direction. Managed <laughs> managed to actually get to a train station that connected to the train back to the airport. I slept on the forty five minute train back to the fucking airport. I slept the entire way. Uh it must have been something for the people sitting next to me because I had, I just didn't give a fuck anymore. I was already... I didn't sleep much on the plane and I was just sort of like <laughs> fucking dozing each way. Uh, I clearly took up more than one seat's worth in these fucking subway chairs. Uh, yeah. What a nightmare. Anyway, I got back. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was about it. Um, had dinner at the hotel. Uh, which I wish we didn't do, but uh, we did. Uh, it was like French buffet. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to eat French in um, Japan. I don't think it was that good either, to be honest. But uh, anyway, uh, next day, the event started. So the event we were there for was the Rainbow Six Pro League Finals. Fantastic event. Uh, like, staggering amount of people. Considering how, like, how big an effort like think about like I think about Gfinity Australia right I'm like well you know Gfinity like it was all the way out of Moore Park uh it was a bit of a bit of a dickhole pain to get to like yeah people go to the SCG but like eh, it's still you know it's it's, it's a bit painful hmm. no no 4,000 people they were fucking packed. They had 4,000 seats. They were sold out and they were packed. And the line was fucking huge. People were like hammering to get in to watch this. And like what made it even more staggering was that both Japanese teams had been knocked out before these finals. Neither mm. Japanese team made it to the fucking finals. Which, yeah, staggering. So yeah, they all showed up uh, to watch it. Uh, they were all fucking... Hella stoked. Uh, it was an awesome production. The fucking theme was like Neo Tokyo. Like it was all, mm-hmm. it was like Tron shit. Uh, looked sick. Uh, yeah, they, you know, did the opening ceremonies. Uh, just after the opening ceremony, just as the like first game was starting, I noticed that it was about, I don't know, 48 degrees Celsius in this fucking arena. I don't know why. <laughs> right? Like, did, uh, like I guess because it, it was fucking cold outside it was like 10 degrees outside and yeah easily 40 plus inside so I just sort of left and went back to the media room to watch it from the media room uh, right. set up like a comfy chair right in front of the TV uh, chuck my laptop on my lap and then just sort of fucking watch it from there mm-hmm. because it wasn't 45 degrees in the fucking media room <laughs> way better chairs in the media room too anyway uh yeah so that was that was day one good games Australia's team wildcard got knocked out uh in a fucking nail biter and uh it was like right down to the final round yeah uh, it's probably the best show best show match the, yeah best yeah. uh match of the show yeah yeah uh, yeah, they were up against Na'Vi, who eventually went on to win it. They were the only team that pushed them to, like, overtime. Um, so, really, 
that was the real finals. Double elimination. Every time I speak to them, I ask them about double elimination. Double elimination and infinite overtime. I understand it's a logistical nightmare, but I don't give a fuck. Holy shit. You know what? Like, uh, was really, like, what I really took notice of was uh, the finals, the grand finals for Rainbow Six Pro League took place at the same time as the grand finals of IEM Beijing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was very interested in watching IEM Beijing as well because 100 Thieves had uh, made it to the grand finals against Astralis. Uh, they were, I think, like, each map took around the same amount of time. Uh, like, Counter-Strike map and Rainbow Six map took around the same amount of time, right? But there are, like, I don't know, like, way more rounds? I don't know. It felt like they were getting through rounds in Counter-Strike way faster than they were in Rainbow Six. It feels like there's a lot of, like, wasted time in Rainbow Six. I just... Well, Rainbow's got the the setup phase, which is about yeah, a minute, and then you've got yeah. the is it three minutes action phase? Yeah, I think it's three minutes. Uh, and you got yeah picks and stuff, and yeah, like yeah, it's just I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of downtime. Uh, they need to shave it somewhere. I don't know where. Um, I don't think you can get rid of setup phase. I don't think you can get rid of the training phase. Uh, I think it's too critical to what Rainbow is about. Um, and you obviously can't get rid of picks and stuff. I don't know. There's there's got to be somewhere where they can shave the time down. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it just felt like it was, there was just a lot of inaction. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's it. that's not to say that the you know Counter Strike was better. Um, it's it's just one of those like the way Rainbow works. It come like so regularly comes down to the last. 15 seconds around uh so maybe yeah, it's yeah. it's not necessarily in action it's just the downtime during the action phase is a little exacerbated as well uh, anyway night one we went into nagoya for dinner uh found um found an awesome ramen place it was fucking great uh we just sort of walked in off the street and they just yeah sorted this out um was really good uh found a craft beer place um that was like a bit weird but like good like just weird and then went to another craft beer place where i had literally the biggest fucking oyster i've ever had in my entire fucking life it was the size of my face it was fucking huge i put a photo up on my instagram of it next to a fucking medium beer and my wife thought like I was making fun of the tiny beer. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's a fucking regular sized beer next to the giant, the biggest fucking oyster you've ever seen in your life. Uh, yeah, anyway, it was fucking delicious as well. It was really good. And yeah, just at this like hip, hipster bar type thing. All right, it was rad. Um, yeah, so that was cool. And then uh, second day, finals day, uh, like, just sort of 
hanging out. Uh, the Aussie team have been knocked out. We were just waiting around to chat with Wildcard. Um, you were able to read that on Red Bull. Might chat with them um, by the time this is up. And yeah, uh, yeah, watch the watch the finals. I mean, it was a fucking awesome weekend for esports. We were saying this last week, but there was a lot going on. Uh, League of Legends and IEM Beijing and PUBG Rainbow Six and PUBG. Uh, and yeah, there was there's shit shitloads going on. So again, I was in the media room uh, on my laptop, and I had Rainbow up on the big screen, and I had um, either the Counter Strike or the PUBG on my laptop. Uh, yeah, all right, was good. Uh, and then that night we went into uh, Tokonami for dinner. And uh, that was fucking surreal. So that was after the finals, and so we just sort of went out. We had like this big party of eight with like Dev Marta, the the caster, and like some other Ubisoft people. And we just yeah went off to find um uh what's that fucking what's that grilled skewer uh Japanese food yakitori. Went off to find yakitori. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we found a place, but they were full, so they sent us to another place. They, they literally gave us directions to another restaurant nearby. Uh, and so, yeah, we went there. Um, and it was, like, full-blown, Take you got to take shoes off, you're sitting on the floor, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It was rad. Um, really good. It was the weirdest fucking place. It was the loudest fucking restaurant I've ever been in. There were only... I'd say like 20 people in this place. Uh, but it was like the size of my lounge room. And so everyone was sort of sitting on top of one another. And so there were these two separate Japanese parties. Uh, and they were all like yelling at the top of their voices. Which meant we had to yell as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just like crazy. Like at one point they were doing like the... A A A A P A A P T Smart Chat. Uh, they weren't saying they weren't saying the words, but uh, yeah, they were doing the claps, and like the, I just heard this clapping like out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh okay, we're clapping, are we? So I start clapping, and apparently that was it, right? Like that was the fucking that was the go sign, right? Because uh, as soon as they heard someone else clapping, everyone in this fucking place all of the Japanese people started clapping. And then two of the dudes, like, stood up and started fucking chugging beer. Like, and I'm like, all right, I'm chugging beer. Uh, so I started, like, fucking hammering beer. Uh, and, yeah, it was like, fucking, this is it. This is how we communicate across the language barrier. Clapping and chugging beer. And uh, it worked out pretty good. Um, and, yeah, so uh, had a bunch to eat there. Had a lot to drink. And then we went and found this, like, um, Matt from Ubisoft found this fucking whiskey bar nearby. They had a fucking spectacular whiskey selection. And uh, the bartender didn't speak much English at all, but he was still very helpful. So I, I ordered up some... Uh, I ordered Hibiki because uh, I wanted something like middle of the road. I didn't want to like, blow out their fucking... their budget or anything. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah... Um, Two neat, six with ice. And uh, the dude, dude's like, ice? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no. I'm like, yeah, six with ice. And he's like, no. And then he goes and grabs like some like uh, 
like which one's got like it's like Nicker Old or something like just shit whiskey. He goes and gets shit whiskey. He's like puts it down on the bench next to the hibiki. He's like ice, neat, ice, neat. I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right. He didn't want to sully the hibiki with ice. He refused, like flat out refused. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're the boss. Uh, and then yeah, so uh, <laughs> otherwise you leave. <laughs> it seemed it seemed like it was a fucking deal break for him. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, cool. He pours pours the uh, the neat whiskies and then uh, he like gets out these giant fucking cubes and starts stabbing them with fucking a chisel and he chisels out a sphere and makes six spheres for uh, the the ice whiskey and then serves it. It was fucking it was a show. It was like full blown. I'm like waiting for him to slip and fucking stab himself. It seemed like it was coming, but uh, never did it. Never did it. And yeah, uh, had those, had a Yamazaki 12, bales, and then the next day, uh, we went to Osaka, uh, cause we were flying out of Osaka. So, uh, apparently the way it went down was there were like no flights out of Tokonami airport at like a reasonable hour. We would have basically had to fly out at 7am, um, which would have sucked us, and um, so instead, if we flew, uh, if we took a train, took the Shinkansen to uh, Osaka, then we would fly out of Osaka to Tokyo and back home again. Made sense to me. I didn't like, you know. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we went to Osaka. It was fucking rad. We just walked around Osaka, like. Osaka's right. Like, I've been there before. I went there last year and walked around it. It's much nicer when it is in fucking 38 degrees outside. But apart from that, uh, probably the highlight, the only highlight, or the big highlight, was uh, we went to a Pokemon Center, which is basically just a big Pokemon store, and there's a Pokemon Cafe next to it. And Anyway, uh, we, it was at the, on the ninth floor of this department building, and we were we had a race to see who would get up the to the ninth floor first and I bet on the elevators and uh, everyone else bet on the escalators and uh, it seemed like a bad plan the old elevator plan because there were about a thousand people trying to get into these elevators so I went up one level and then got on the elevators up one level instead uh, which worked out very well it was still crammed like fucking a billion people elevators in Japan were fucking they were a, they were a weird fucking scenario all, all weekend Go into some, when we were in the fucking hotel, right, on the last day, uh, we got back after the finals and like two entire busloads of uh, Chinese tourists showed up and they all went in at the same time and they must have all been checked in by their tour guide because they all <laughs> wanted to use the elevator at the same time. Uh, and it was the fucking most surreal shit. There was three elevators in this hotel and none of them, none of the tourists worked out that you need to swipe something to actually press the floor button so what was happening was like fucking 40 people were cramming onto these fucking elevators right (laughs) like they were literally like sardines smashed into these fucking elevators not pressing the button and the doors would automatically close after a certain amount of time no matter how often you put your fucking hand out (laughs) to stop it it would just like start beeping 
and like just close and it was like the beep was like I don't give a fuck anymore I'm closing and <laughs> yeah. then go up like it just go up somewhere right and it'd come back down and like <laughs> there would that. always be like two extremely upset Japanese people hopping off this fucking elevator and or, or, like 40 Chinese tourists <laughs> still in there and so it was literally like we were standing in the fucking elevator lobby and it would just be like doors opening with 40 fucking people in it close go back up again and then another fucking one would arrive and it, what the fuck is going on here until like a lady from the front desk comes around and she's like swiping and pressing she's she legit fucking swipes <laughs> and then hammers all the buttons and then puts her hand out and then up it goes. Anyway. <laughs> 30 it. minutes later. Right? It was, it it was seriously like some of yeah. They're all still, still in there. Like, Why? <laughs> oh my God. It was it was surreal as fuck. Uh, yeah, it was literally like a fucking comedy skit. Anyway. Um, so, we're, yeah. I, I get into this elevator... It is fucking crammed. We get to the top. Uh, by the time we get to level nine, there's only me and this lady and her kid left. And the doors open. I let, I let them out first. And uh, the little girl, she must have been like three. I could not understand anything she said except for Pokemon. And she must have said Pokemon like 400 times in the space of 10 seconds. She's just like seen the Pokemon and she's like, lost it like just fucking into like the Tasmanian devil she's like spinning around trying to tell her mum there's Pokemon and then she's yelling at the Pokemon and she's telling everyone there's Pokemon she come over and run up to me and she's saying Pokemon and I'm like Pokemon and then uh yeah it was the fucking cutest shit I'd ever seen in my life uh and then yeah we I went and stood at the escalator and waited for uh, everyone else to finally fucking arrive it took ages uh, eventually they made it up there. Anyway, on the way back down, right? Uh, mm. again. Again. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, we get to the elevators. Uh, and I'm, like, we're standing there. And all four elevators arrive at the same time to go down, right? And, uh, the two Ubisoft peeps, they get into an elevator apparently alone... And in ele- like me and Nick got into another elevator in the other elevator. So again, let's do the one, two, three, four. The Ubisoft like elevator one was left empty. Elevator two, just the two Ubisoft people. Elevator three was me and Nick and fucking forty Chinese tourists. Right? They all cram. It was like they were following us around just to cram in a fucking elevators with us because. <laughs> Seriously, there were fucking a billion people in this one elevator, and then nobody in the in the other one. There was nobody, and we couldn't get out to get in one of the other fucking elevators. We could tell they were all getting into this one elevator because we could see them all. Like we got in first, turn around, and literally everyone comes into this. I'm like, we know the elevator. Elevator is just a like, just get in one fuck. Anyway. Then we stopped at every floor on the way down. Nobody got in. Nobody got out. We just fucking went all the way down to the fucking bottom of this stopping. It took fucking 40 minutes. 
And we get, like, get to... The, oh, my God. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> Elevators in Japan were fucking... They were a fucking event. I tell you what. They were <laughs> something else. And, yeah. Uh, uh, what else? After that... That was it. That was about it. That was Japan. Yeah. Went to the airport. Uh, flew home. All good. Didn't get... Try to find some fucking more whiskey at the duty free. Failed miserably, and yeah, it was good. Nice. It was an awesome trip. Um, yeah, the, the games were awesome. I did not play any games on the planes, um, which was disappointing. But uh, nevertheless, good stuff. S- some new content though. Uh, yeah, so uh, they announced shifting tides, uh, which is a rework of theme park. Um, so I think I was saying this last week um with the halloween stuff right the halloween uh map they i asked them and yeah the intention uh they had with doing theme park as the halloween map was as like a a last hurrah and to really acquaint players with the differences the changes they'd made to theme park because they Mm -hmm. they have made huge fucking changes the whole rail uh, the like, train area that's gone. Um, it's a lot like they've they've taken the color coding philosophy of um, Outback. Outback, yeah, and they've sort of applied that here as well, which is easily one of the best best fucking things they've landed on uh, in terms of map design. Um, like just bar none. Uh, it's it's clear, it's changed the way you look at it, so many maps um yeah like yes they got rid of another area as well uh and as a result like they weren't just they weren't re- they didn't replace these areas they actually got rid of it and then folded the map in on on itself so it's a much smaller map as well and uh that means it's it's a lot fucking quicker to get through um, mm-hmm. if I learned anything in the Halloween one, it was that it was a fucking big map. There were large sections of that map that I'd never fucking played before. Like never even been to except in the Halloween event. Uh, cause it was just too big and there was no fucking reason. Uh, now, yeah, it's much tighter. There's much more reason to actually go everywhere. Uh, so yeah, that's, you know, that's worked pretty well. Uh, and then they've got two new operators uh, they've got Carly, and she's a sniper, sniper operator. She's got a bolt-action sniper, the first bolt-action mm-hmm. sniper. Uh, it is a insta-kill to the head, which is pretty par for the course. It's an insta-down to the torso. Uh, it is not an insta-down to limbs, but it is an insta-down to the torso. Uh, and... Um, I thought she was. I thought she was going to be fine. I thought she might be a little bit overpowered because they tend to release operators that are a bit overpowered in general. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we've, you know, I've got. There's a story on Red Bull uh, where straight from the horse's mouth they said it, they did that on on purpose because they want operators that people play more often than operators that they don't. Uh, but then I was talking to some of the pros. Uh, I was talking to the wildcard guys, and I was. Uh, off the record, we're talking to, uh, or not off the record, I just wasn't 
interviewing at the time. They're in the they're in the fucking press room, so there's no reasonable expectation that they're off the record. They need to say they're off the record. Just to clarify, okay? I'm I'm just you know, when they when they inevitably hear this, because they're obviously fans, and they, like, lose their shit, because they're like, that was off the record. They're in the press room. They didn't say off the record. Uh, if you don't do that, it's on the record. Anyway, uh, I was talking to um, one of the guys, Nello from uh, Na'Vi, uh, like, just sort of casually chatting, uh, passing time until he, he was doing an interview. And uh, Na'Vi won the pro league finals um they were the champions um yeah i was like oh did you see the new operators and like oh he's fucking broken I'm like oh she's not that bad is she he's like yeah man she's fucked like fucked it's gonna destroy pro league i'm like yeah. what, do you, what do you mean he's like oh it's she, like she's too powerful we don't miss shots like pro players don't miss shots she's gonna be an insta pick or an insta ban because you never miss a shot as a pro player. And so all you like she is basically a guaranteed down anytime you see them. I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, she's got a twelve by scope, it's pretty tunnel. And he's like, that doesn't matter. She's got like it's six twelve. Like it's it's a two stab. Uh so it's six or twelve. It's mm-hmm. six twelve. Uh and like she's got a she's got the C Z as a alternate weapon. It's a SMG. Like, she'd be pretty good. With her, like, she would be a reasonable pick with her gadget and a SMG. And, but she's also got an Insta down. And I, they were saying, like, in my interviews, they reckon that the, you know, the ADS time's super long and you've got zero accuracy until you get there. He's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like, we just won't, we'll just go ADS everywhere. Like, we'll just be ADS the whole time. Like most of the pro play is holding a single angle anyway, you will just get one shot anytime you go on that angle. Like, that's it. And I'm like, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's, it's he's making a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, it, like the more you look at it, 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 he is making a lot of sense. There's a lot to that fucking point, right? Pro League is where they're making, like, bullet hole peaks. Like, peaks the size of a fucking bullet hole, where all they do is shoot when they see a change in colour past that bullet hole. Like, mm-hmm. it's impossible for you to see uh, that ahead of time. You have to know about the... Like, that. That's some that's meta-knowledge. Being able to avoid bullet hole peaks is meta-knowledge. It's not fucking... You can't react to that, right? And so then you cannot react to getting fucking one-shot through that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty fucking big deal. And then, yeah, her gadget uh, is a spear, which uh, explodes on either side. Uh, So she's... Her gadget makes her a replacement Thatcher uh, with a little bit more utility. Because the spear makes a hole in reinforced walls, uh, so you can actually you can use that to get more put more damage on site. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also because it's an explosion, it triggers a lot of extra stuff. Triggers stuff that the um, 
Thatcher doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't. It like you know, it doesn't trigger some things, but it triggers. It like it'll blow up uh, um, Maestro camera or bulletproof camera or uh, Goyo shield or like a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, it, it does all that stuff. She's got only three, I think, maybe two. She's got mm-hmm. fewer fewer spears than Thatcher does grenades. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of utility there. Um, I think, like, the theory behind her is sound. The idea being, like, driving, creating a sniper that you want to take on sight. I think that's all good thinking. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's it's going to be tricky to balance for pro play. Or maybe just... Maybe they just go with it, and it shakes up the meta. Something like something wild, because like in general, Rainbow Six is pretty fucking uh, like defender sided, defender biased. Uh, maybe this changes the fucking changes the scales. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other one that we played with was uh, the other new operator is called Wumai. Uh, and he is, uh, he's got the Jaeger alternative. Yep. And so it's a, it's a magnet that he throws. Uh, so he doesn't have to place it. He can throw it wherever, which makes it a little bit more complicated to like deal with, uh, in general, like a little bit more, uh, tricky. Yeah. Um, cause it's not in fixed standing level locations. Um, and, uh, yeah, it grabs, uh, projectile and it grabs heaps it grabs grabs um, what's her face it's Carly's spear it grabs uh, ash grenades it grabs all that kind of stuff and it drags it up to it resets the timer on the explosion and then pops it so it can grab smokes and like put them like in different locations flashbangs grenades etc etc it only gets yep. one at a time uh, but he builds them up over the course of a round um, yeah sort of like, like lesion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was really tough for me to get a fucking grip on. I feel like he's going to be, like, he's going to be useful. No, but like, the pros didn't, the pros just wanted to talk about Carly. So, from a pro perspective, right, I've got no fucking idea uh, how when, when my plays. Uh, like, briefly, I think at best I, I got like, uh, Silex, the, the coach of uh, Wildcard. I think he said, oh, he's going to be picked uh, because they've been looking for a Jaeger alternative for a while. But then they just went back to talking about Carly and how fucking broken she is. Um, Yeah, like, pros just want to talk about Carly and not pros. Like, in the playtime that I had, nobody used fucking projectiles, so he was fucking useless. Nobody uses utility. Nobody, like, nobody throws a fucking grenade ever in a fucking casual match. Like, at best, maybe, yeah. I I, I was taking Capoeira. Capoeira? No. Uh, what's his name? Capital. Uh, I was taking Capital because it yeah. grabs the Capitals. And so I thought that was, you know, at least at least it was interesting seeing that interaction. But I, when I played as Wunwai, I never got to see it from the other side. Nobody threw a fucking flashbang. Nobody threw a fucking grenade. Like, it just yeah. never fucking happened. So, uh, yeah, it was really hard to gauge his usefulness. 
so I'm basically all, all theory. He's got a fucking awesome, uh, he's got an awesome gun. He's got the fucking, um, org. Yep. And, uh, mirror, so IQ's org and mirrors, um, vector. Uh, okay. yeah. And so, yeah, real good choice for weapons. Uh, he's two speed, two armor. They're both two speed, two armor. Mm-hmm. I asked them if that was the cop out version of making an operator and, uh, they weren't impressed with that question and uh yeah it is the cop-out version of making character though like try something different um you know three speed or something i don't know it's been a while since we had three speed anyway uh yeah and that that was about it um i think he's gonna be like i think he's gonna be real real interesting i think he's definitely gonna get picked uh in like casual unranked and ranked uh hmm. and yeah according to silex he's definitely gonna get picked in pro play um just because of yeah yagi gets banned a lot yagi's got a little bit more roam ability because uh well my has to stay on site uh because sure. they build up over the course of the round yeah. um so his potential is wasted if he dies too early but yeah otherwise yeah uh yeah I think you kind of weigh up the because um, obviously Jaeger's device can stop multiple projectiles. Um, is it two? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's two at a time, and it gets three. So yeah, they were saying that um, Wamai gets five, and Jaeger technically can do six total. Yeah, um, yeah, but but he's able to place more around the place and also have um them being tricky like spots whereas Jaegers is like you're kind of limited as where you can put it yeah whereas um you know these but yeah these you gotta, gotta, gotta go on site and then you bail the fuck out whereas well my there's a little like there's actually some like potential to put it in initial breach areas like uh yeah, so, like in front of a door, like an entry door, but behind yeah. you, like next to a fucking pot plant or something. Yep. And so they throw it, and then all of a sudden it comes back to them. Yeah, and it's like yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about like trying to take top floor on border or something. Mm. Um, yeah, like on the on the entry on border, um, putting it on on that uh, what's it called the TV room. Uh, on the windows on TV room so that when they try to breach their way in it just fucks that shit up and uh, forces them to like slows them down you know Uh, little time management situations like that would be really interesting so I I guess IQ can see the gadgets yes Uh, which she was she was picked a fuck ton at the pro league finals Uh, she was already so I think you know if you were going to go with uh, all my heavy strat you would want to ban her I think um yeah I think comboing Wumai and Jaeger would be a fucking desperate nightmare for attackers uh it'd be so fucking tricky to deal with um because it'd just be there'd be so much utility you'd have to fucking waste uh, just to get rid of him. So yeah, so uh, it's right. an interesting one. Uh, yeah, definitely an interesting character. Um, 
I guess we'll see. But yeah, Carly took all the attention away though. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you get to talk to any devs? Yes. So I talked to. There's uh, me, Emma, Emmeline. Emmy, Emm, I can't remember how to say his fucking Esports. Name. I talked to the esports. Uh, I talked to Wai, 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 Lou. Fucking, how good am I at names? Um, fucking, here we go. Oh, come on. Where's the notes? Where's the notes? Where are the notes? Fucking. Sorry. You've done well. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck they are. Here we go. Uh, Francois Xavier, uh, Wei Yu, Emilian Lomay. Uh, so, yeah, Francois FX, they call him. Uh, had yeah. a M E A. E-M-E-A, uh, esports director, and YU, uh, Rainbow Six esports director. I asked them largely the same questions, um, like very similar questions about their successes and uh, challenges for 2019. I was just sort of getting a you know, broad overview of how they feel uh, Rainbow's shaping up. They both said that 2020 is going to be a massive, massive year for Rainbow. Uh, but oh, Rainbow Two, uh, Rainbow Twelve, <laughs> Rainbow Twelve, <laughs> just two. <laughs> um, surely not. Uh, but yeah, they were saying that yeah, PVE. Th- they've got all yeah, with, it's just <laughs> PVE extra. Um, they got so much to announce at Six Invitational, which was sort of yeah, what they kept returning to, which was a bit yeah. annoying. Um, but what are you gonna do? Uh, still good chats. Um. Yeah, and uh, Emily and Lome uh, is a game designer on, on Rainbow Six Siege, and uh, yeah, he's on the design team for a lot of lot of different uh, operators. Like, yeah, and uh, he was telling me, you know, telling me about the challenges there with DDoSing throughout the year and stuff like that, and how they've gone about fixing that. Um, didn't want to go into too many details because obviously he didn't want to you know, give up the game for people trying sure. to make it happen. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, it was, um, like good, right. Like, good chats. Not heaps of time. I like, you know, I guess 15 minutes with each of them, but, um, yeah, just one of those things, I guess, you know, uh, there, there is a event going on at the same time and people are trying to watch that. And Yeah. Still, yeah, they're really good to talk to. Uh, FX is going to be a nightmare to transcribe because he's got a really thick French accent. Mm. Uh, but oh well. Yeah, yeah. you didn't get to talk to uh, Xavier. Uh, Francois Xavier, FX. No, no, creative no. director. Oh no, no, it wasn't there. They only had a. Uh, yeah, Emily and was was the only one there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Still, yeah. Uh, awesome event. Like, at the end of the day, spectacular event. I thought Token Army was going to be a bit of a fucking dud. Because, uh, you know, it's not Tokyo. It's not It's not one of the big fucking 
big three that people will think about when they think about Japan, Kyoto, Osaka, or Tokyo. But I think, yeah, there's just basic. Just go anywhere in Japan. You find something fucking amazing. Cool. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the event was rad. Uh, I would love, I, I'd love to see a rainbow event come to Australia next year. Bring us the pro league finals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, maybe don't schedule yeah, I it mean, on the same fucking weekend as I am Beijing, the league of legends grand finals. Like just fucking, maybe we could have one weekend. Uh, without fucking just Everyone I'm else. sure there's yeah there's a weekend surely somewhere that doesn't have the grand finals for like giant fucking esports on I don't know maybe maybe it exists yeah anyway good times yeah that's soon uh, invitational is in what February right February now. yeah 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 should be cool um alright what else do we have that we can talk about uh, uh, where do we want to go stranding? from here? There's a lot. Death <laughs> stranding. Why is Death Stranding on this fucking list? Because uh, it's out now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Came out. Fuck this game. Last uh, last week. On Are you playing it? Friday. Yeah, yeah. So I got a code from um from Sony. Kind enough to send someone through. Um. Very interesting game. The oh my God. I am very surprised that uh, I guess, dear listeners, if Luke doesn't hate this fucking game, the podcast <laughs> ends before episode five hundred because I cannot fucking talk to him any ever again. Right, I can't. I, I I'm very surprised that they actually sent this out two three weeks in advance, um, but. Well, we've talked about this in the past. Like Sony's been pretty good with with yeah. giving media like huge amounts of time um, yeah, with their titles. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the reason why I think it was strange for them is because I think it relies quite heavily on the social aspect of the game, like the multiplayer parts. And so I'm curious to talk about like your experiences with it compared to like what I've seen so far. Um, so to start off with. Uh, the start of the game, I think, is fantastic. Like, the opening um, cinematics, I couldn't... So, I, I just got my new... I got my new TV set up. Um, I've only been in this apartment for, like, three weeks, two weeks. So, I got my new TV set up. It's kind of like the first game that I've kind of sat down and played with on this TV. Mm. And I couldn't tell if I was watching a cinematic or if it was in-game footage. Um, or, like, a mixture of both. And I still don't know. I think it was like actual real life like fmv sort of stuff yeah. mixed with cg elements um because and then I, I just couldn't tell i was like this looks like in-game but it doesn't like doesn't really it seemed like they were switching between the two there was a part where it sort of has him driving on a bike and you see the smoke um from like the, the dust that's kicking up on the bike i'm like is this in game? I, <laughs> I don't. Anyway, the whole the whole start of that game is uh, is really well done, um, and then just the walking around and the environments. It might be one of the best games of doing like terrain that I've ever seen. Um, there was a moment where you come across that first waterfall and you see it off in the distance, and there are like rocks sticking out of the waterfall, and you can see the water coming down this. Um, 
this drop and the rocks sort of changing the formation of how the water is coming down there. Like in a normal game, you kind of just see like one sort of steady stream flowing down. But in this, it's got like, it, it looks like an actual waterfall, the way it would behave. You've got bits sticking out of it and the, the sort of the physics behind it and the way it's sort of interacting with um, the rocks and the formations on that wall. Really pretty. Um, and so for the first like 30 minutes, I was engrossed in sort of the design of how they've built the terrain. I think that the terrain is some of the best terrain you've ever seen in a game. It's really pretty. Um, and then you start playing the game and it is... Uh, we've talked about it. It's a game where you're basically an Amazon delivery person or a uh, you're the, the, the postman um, in a futuristic world and you're going from one place to another delivering items. Um, it, like it's a fetch quest, basically. The entire game is a fetch quest where you pick something up and you take it to another spot or you find something else on the ground and you take it to somewhere else. And that is, that's the game. Um, and for the most part, the the game aspect of it is not, like it's not fun at all. It's very, um, it's very tedious. Uh, it's not, um, like it doesn't evolve much at all in terms of like what the thing you're doing the entire game is basically what you do from the start of the game is what you're doing 20 hours in, which is where I'm at. I'm about 20 hours in the game so far. Uh, what chapter but are you it's, up to? I think I'm in, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe three. Have you made a port city? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Port, port not city? No. Yeah. yeah. I'm pa- way yeah. past that. I'm basically like towards the south end of the map at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, you're in three. I think I'm on my way to the wind farm. That makes sense. Wind farm. No, yeah, it does. But oh, yeah, yeah, the wind farm, right? Yeah, I, I was confused about uh, somewhere else. Never mind. Right, and so it's there are so many mechanics in this game. Like you look at what Kojima has done with Metal Gear Solid in the past, and um, and. It's, you can look at that game and see like the connections between them, the way that you slowly introduce to all these different mechanics and they build up over time. Like you start off as a um, as a stealth game with a pistol and then eventually you're getting crate drops and hooking people up to Fultons and shooting them off in the sky and then uh, decoys and just all this weird stuff that is slowly introduced every um, sort of two or three missions. And that's what this game does, is that it, it slowly introduces you to all these weird mechanics that you get. Like, you start off as a dude carrying boxes around, and then all of a sudden you start getting, like, exoskeletons, which allows you to carry more weight. And then you end up getting vehicles and floating trolleys that you can sort of carry behind you that you can now put your stuff onto. And then you can start um, uh, building bridges and constructing ladders and and putting rope up into weird places that are like hard to reach in order for you to like climb this environment and so that like that it, game is constantly doing this stuff and it feels like it's the game starts off at hard mode and then the more you progress the game gets easier and easier which is a strange it's really strange to me like that you don't feel like you're um 
I don't know. Like, like when I play a game, it feel you feel like you should be like learning, and and then they make things get harder and harder as you go. But they're giving you more tools to sort of deal with it. But this game feels like they just throw you in the deep end. You, you're you're trying to keep your balance all the time and hold all this. Um, you, you're trying to hold all this weight on your shoulders, and then they keep giving you things to make that easier and easier. But by doing that, they're not throwing you anything else that's challenging, like. The stuff that I'm seeing at the moment is the same stuff that I saw one, one hour into the game in terms of like combat or like the the obstacles that they're throwing your way. There's nothing that they're like, oh, okay, now they're going to throw out this different type of enemy at you or the BTs, like the, the invisible enemies that you can't see are going to do this now. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. It's the same thing I've seen for the last 20 hours. Um, but they're giving you more things. And it's just like, I feel like I'm just running around now. It's so easy to get from one place to the other. Um, just because of the way that they keep giving you all these new mechanics to use. Um, yeah, all right. And so I think, um, yeah, so I think there's a lot of cool like mechanics that they keep throwing in there. But they're not, they're not really giving you anything to do with it. They're just like, oh, now you can, now you, can um, you know, put these floating trolleys behind you and carry all your gear but at the same time like you can only carry a certain amount of weight um and you need these crystals to make it run and also it's raining now so you've got to try and find shelter and like it's just they're not fun mechanics like there's nothing fun about it at all um and even just the concept of like this time fall thing where it degrades all your items over time like that's not a fun mechanic <laughs> and they talk about they introduce you really early on in the game like the first 20 minutes 10 minutes is like oh there's this rain and it degrades all your equipment and it makes you old if you stand in it and all this sort of stuff but you need to seek shelter if um if it rains at all i've not seen any shelter of the first fucking 20 hours of this game whenever it's raining like th- like they they teach you this thing about like this idea and this concept about this rain and then they don't let you do anything with it. Like, it's nowhere to be seen. Um, so every time it rains in this game, I'm just like, well, there goes all my shit because uh, I'm stuck in this area anyway. Like, I need to do this part. It's part of a mission. And also there's BT, so I need to stealth my way through it. And so now all of, all of a sudden, the gear I'm carrying is starting to get worse and worse. And my grenades are um, they're degrading and, you know, all that stuff. But in the back of my mind, I'm like going back to that thing of being like, oh no, but if you find shelter, you can rest and then that'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that's not a thing that's happening. At least that first 20 hours that I've played, I've just gotten to the point where you can, um, where I've unlocked the weather station and you can see where it's going to rain and when. But even then, it's like, all you're doing is every 10 minutes, like the, the rain sort of switches on and it doesn't switch on. And you got to like plan your um, your routes and try and figure out like, where should I be going? It, yeah, I just don't like that rain mechanic is an interesting idea, but it's just not, it's like, it's not fun. It's not, like, it's not a good, I don't feel like it's a good thing to have in there. Especially when you're introducing this other mechanic that 20 hours in, like it's it just, it's a hassle at that point. That whole entire thing is just not enjoyable. And then 20 hours in, you're going to make me, let me build shelters to avoid the rain and make it really easy for me to do that. Um, so I don't know. I just, 
the game keeps giving you all these interesting things to do and these interesting tools to, to give you, but I feel like I'm not using any of them because the entire time I am just walking around going from point A to point B. Um, I think combat is terrible. I, I don't, like... It's giving me all this stuff to use, like smoke decoys and um, uh, bowlers to launch... Like, you can shoot at them and sort of... You talked about this weapon last week. It's a bowler gun that you can shoot at people and it sort of traps them and, and they can't move anymore and, and you've dealt with that person once you do that. But I've never... I've not even fired one yet because I don't feel like I need to. I can literally run into a camp, just fucking punch everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I've never felt like I've... I don't think I've dropped less than half health in this game because I can just run into a place. Um, they make this whole idea of, oh, you've got a stealthy way through because it's it's so dangerous and um, you got to drop all your gear and if you go past a certain checkpoint, it like tags all the equipment on you and that lets the enemies know that there's someone nearby. But the stealth in it is so bad. Metal Gear Solid has environments that you can use and there's doorways and there's buildings and obstacles in between this is just flat terrain with occasionally a couple of fucking rocks and some long grass and then sometimes some tents and they're just most of the time they're they're either uh, patrolling or they're just standing in a spot and for the most part the stealth in it is just not good like there's nothing enjoyable about that stealth so i just run into a circle i get tagged my equipment gets tagged Everybody rushes me. Like, ten dudes start fighting me, and it doesn't matter because I'm Batman. I just punch a dude. He goes down, and I start focusing on the next guy. I've never had a problem with the combat at all. Um, And they keep throwing me, like, here's some decoys, smoke decoys, and that'll knock people out. I'm like, I don't need to. I can just go punch everyone. I don't need to carry all this stuff. The only reason I used the bolos was because it was marginally more efficient. It was marginally more efficient to bolo some motherfuckers kick him in the face and then yeah it's like slightly less complicated than just hammering the fucking punch button at them because like they also miss like they'll come up with their big fucking spear move and despite the animation definitely taking the spear through you Hmm. uh, the electric spear through you they still miss because it didn't lock the animation in and yeah you just sort of fucking well okay cool punch 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 done uh yeah there's there's also they see you from way too far forever yeah Yeah. and there's no indication that they've kind of like building up to see you at least i don't think it's just kind of they see you or they don't yeah (laughs) like you don't get an idea of whether can they can like how far away do i need to be um it just does a bad bad job of that so yeah i think that that particular combat with the mules is not very good uh, the the fights with the BTs, which are these invisible floating things that you, whatever. Um, eventually, they can uh, if you're stealthing around and they catch you, they can kind of pull you into the ground. It takes you to like a boss fight. First yep. time that happened, um, I didn't have any weapons at that stage, and so I didn't know what to do. So I just ran up to this thing and punched it. Nothing right. happened. So yep. then I was like, I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Uh, and so I just kept running and eventually I got out of like the boss area. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is that all I need to do? Okay. <laughs> the thing only hit me once as well. Um, yeah. And then eventually it got to a point where it's like it, the tutorial of here's how you deal with the boss. And it's boring. You. Like you're throwing grenades at this oh, thing. Oh, it's the grenades. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. And that's all you do in a boss fight. You just throw grenades. Yeah. And so I did that ten times. Oh, eventually you get a gun you can shoot, but... Sure, okay, right. So I'm, sh- I'm throwing grenades, and that's yep. the boss fight. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, so that's the only time I've done that in the 20 hours, which is when the game made me do it. Yeah. Because um, I'll ask you a question. In order for me to kill BTs... Is there a way for me to kill BTs or not? It says like they're anti-BTs. Like, like, do I get anything out of killing them? When you talking about BTs, do you mean the boss or the... Both. The floaty dudes. Eventually you do get the ability to kill the floaty dudes. Uh, the bosses are super fucking easy to kill. I think it's seven grenades. Uh, yeah. And you get a fuck ton of crystals out of it. A fuck ton of crystals. But if I kill the boss BT, does that remove the other, the floaty BTs from around the area? Until time fall comes back, yeah. It cancels the time fall in action and then it will stay gone until the time fall comes back through. Does it kill all of them or just the one? It doesn't kill them, it just disappears them. All of them? Like... I don't know if they return next yeah. time the, the rain comes back. Yeah. So I've gone through an area and I've I've removed all of the floaty dudes uh, in an area. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't go back to the area to find out if they were still gone. Right. I just turned it into an area where it was raining. Constantly. Yeah, because what I'm wondering if if I can go to an area, just trigger the boss fight and just deal with it, like that'd be so much easier than stealthing my way through. That is literally what you do. Because it's not even not that it's easier, but it's just like it's just a pain. Yeah, (laughs) that's the easiest way to do it. It's it's you don't even have to fuck fight them. It's a 50 meter run. You run 50 meters in any direction. I I put up a video on Twitter of doing it. Uh, cause I, I put up, uh, three videos yesterday, uh, all from the one sequence of, uh, Death Stranding. The first one is me riding the hover dolly down a mm. hill, uh, like snowboarding, um, which was pretty cool. But, uh, when you snowboard into an area with BTs, the Ojerdek, 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 scanner. Your flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. Your flashlight, uh, pops up. Right, that sequence is unskippable, and it you can't control your character during it. So if you're fanging down a fucking hill at forty kilometers an hour, right, the three seconds wherein your fucking flashlight pops up, uh, you cover about fucking three hundred fifty meters in that time. Like you just mm. fucking pound through, uh, and at the same time you're in a you're now in a BT area. Anyway, like I just. I, just fucking ate shit. I ate dirt, uh, crashed, and then uh, a couple of seconds later, ran into a fucking BT. Because at, at the point where I was recording, my mm-hmm. my plan, right, the, my way of dealing with BT areas was to immediately find the closest fucking BT, the closest floaty dude, run into him, and then just deal with the boss. And either... If I had a gun, I'd I'd throw fucking two grenades at the cunt and shoot him. Or if I didn't have a gun, I'd just run. And in the video sequence, you can see 
I, I, it takes me... It, it spawns two bosses. It spawns two bosses, which should be a hairy boss fight. Uh, but I run for 50 meters in one direction. Uh, as soon as I hit the green, the grass, I can turn back. And I do it in the video on Twitter. I turn back on the fucking boss. And it is literally right there. I turn back on it, but it won't attack. I know it won't attack. So, yeah. If you And when, when I... When it disappears, after I've left the area, like technically I exited the boss area, hmm. uh, it's a sunny day. I, I cancelled the fucking... I cancelled the BT area. Yeah, right. It's, it doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It is the fastest way to deal with it. The only yeah. reason you wouldn't do it is if you had something that you could not... Like, that cannot get damaged. There are a couple of items in the game where any damage at all is enough to trigger a hard fail like pizza pizza hourglass <laughs> and antimatter bomb those are the three off the top of my head that I can remember being a hard fail if you drop them uh, and so those are the those are the only times when yeah you absolutely cannot uh, seriously just do this this technique which is to run into like even if you've got a fucking at worst Right, running around and picking all your fucking boxes back up is still faster than crawling your way through a fucking area. Like, still way faster than slowly crawling your ass through a fucking area. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, and humans. If you're carrying a, a live human, uh, then it is not faster to run into a BT. They lose their shit. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you're way better off just fucking... Triggering the BT, running out of the area, or killing yeah. the BT. I kill the BT most of the time just so I've got enough fucking crystals. Uh, although by the end of the game, I had about five thousand crystals, so uh, you can't spend those fast enough. Eventually, mm. uh, but it is the most efficient way to fucking deal with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe I'll go just try that. And see what we'll see what happens. I've um, got no reason not to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a combat, I'm just not, like, I just don't understand, like, what, it feels like it should be harder, or at least, like, yeah, I don't know, it's just strange. Um, and then you've got the buildings and social side, which, so I want to talk about this. I got, so I got the game, um, you, you got it, like, two weeks early. Uh, I got it about a day or day before it released. Yeah. Um, and so when I started, uh, the whole social aspect is, like, you, you're basically going from um, these different regions within America and connecting them to this network by completing tasks. And every time you go into an area, it's sort of desolate and there's not really a lot going on. And and that's where you start like trying to place items like build um, either bridges or put down um, ladders to try and cross a, a river or ropes to let you scale up or down a mountain. And so... You're carrying all this stuff. You get to a point, you unlock the region, and then it connects it to the network, and suddenly it opens up the social aspect of the game, which is um, you can start seeing other people's creations and what they've built in the game. Uh, and yeah, I feel like that's the part where a lot of reviewers might have missed a huge chunk of, or like a big chunk of this game. Because um, so, when I was running around, I could see the people, like I was literally seeing games writers uh, or games media's creations when i jumped in um one of the first ones i think i came across is like a jim sterling's like post box or something like that um 
and then I started seeing some other familiar names throughout the world. So eventually where I got past sort of, I started building my own stuff in the game. Um, and then I got to the, I got out of what I feel like was the tutorial area and the, the tutorial area is maybe eight hours, seven hours, somewhere around there. Um, and then I got to the next bit and then started building like roads and highways. And I don't know if you did any of this stuff, but I've, I've built a crap load of roads in this game so far. And, uh, and then I logged in the next day and I had, this is the day the game then came out and I had a stupid amount of likes, like a ridiculous amount to the point where it leveled me up. I think about 50 levels. Um, and this is, this is now everybody from the public jumping in and seeing all this stuff. And, uh, and when you interact with these objects, you, some, you get likes or like, like people use them, whatever. And I, I literally jumped up about 40 to 50 points in that one category. And I feel like that's a massive aspect that you guys probably missed out on because even though you're, you're leveling up, you're getting, you're unlocking all these additional items to use and things like that as well. Um, and I've seen a bunch of players that have finished the game and I've, I've surpassed them by a lot on that particular stat. Um, I think I'm at about 70 at the moment on the bridge. Is it called bridge or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm at about 70. This is 20 hours in. So I'm definitely getting a different experience to what reviewers have played at the moment. <laughs> You're <laughs> not. You're absolutely not. I mean, if they didn't build the road, then maybe, maybe they won't have that experience. Sure. But I, I got 74. I built two roads and I got 74 uh, in the space of two missions. Like, I got yeah. fucking... 45 levels I did a, I, like I built the road went to sleep woke up the next morning did a delivery and then I got all those likes in that one delivery so I got yeah. to fucking yeah fucking a billion fucking levels all in one go and then I did another delivery and I got the another 30 fucking levels yeah like I went all the way to and as far as I can tell it caps out at around 75 like you don't get more than 75 because Either I don't, I'm just not getting, not getting likes anymore, right? Like it, I get, even I get a bunch of fucking likes, and it just does like a sliver of yeah. level seventy four. Uh, yeah, like you were still a one hundred percent able to get a fucking billion fucking likes. I think it only matches you up with like twelve or fifteen other players. So even when there are only a hundred reviewers out in the world playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe 200 reviewers out in the world playing the game. Um, yeah, you were still, like, because of the way it selects people for your, your group, world. Yeah. 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 So uh, what it's doing, from what I can understand, is it's grabbing, like, random people, but it's all it's also refreshing that group every once in a while, and that's where the connections can come in, where you can go oh i want to keep playing with this person and so you can go through your list and be like oh um uh there was a name in there like like solid snake 23 or something like that has liked 400 of your your buildings or whatever like oh okay so i'll go and let's start a connection with this person and then all of a sudden that now i guess moves them to the top of the list being like oh whenever we you know fire up one of your instances whatever we'll 
pair you guys together now. Um, yep. And so I think you can start doing that sort of stuff. Like if I saw your name out in the world, I could then go, oh, let's get Job in, in here and let's connect him up. And so I don't know how many I've got, but... That'd be a pro player move, by the way, if anyone's listening and they're playing this train wreck of a game. Uh, <laughs> by the end of it, if you have seen me and you've liked me enough to form a connection with me, you're yeah. going to have the easiest fucking time because I created a giant network of fucking uh, zip lines uh, and level them all up to level three. So they should still exist. They shouldn't have been uh, destroyed yet. And you can use that to literally just fucking zip. Uh, it's It goes to every major point of the mountains. When you get to the mountains, you will understand why I'm the fucking best uh, because yeah, it is such a pain in the dick to get around those mountains. Except if you got zip lines that go bloop 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 bloop, yeah. and then yeah, uh, they go everywhere as well. You can get to any fucking location, um, any like major hub in the yeah. mountains, straight there on the zip lines. It's fucking amazing. I'm a fucking yeah. genius. And so that's um, the interesting yeah. thing about the the social aspect is that you go through an area and you kind of do it your way. And then it connects you to everybody else. And then all of a sudden you see the ways that other people have done it. And you're like, oh, okay, that's smart. Like I've looked at ropes and been like, I did not think of that. Like climbing the side of a building and then, you know, going up that way as opposed to like walking the entire way around this thing. Um, So there's like interesting aspects in terms of uh, like showing you how other players are thinking and then seeing how many other people have then gone and used their stuff um, so like I think that stuff is really fascinating but the the thing is that they give you all these tools to use and you can't really um, like the, the the traversal stuff is really interesting but it's not a fun like it's not fun doing any of that stuff like you've given me all these different ways for me to get around and uh, and, and move maneuver this environment but at the end of the day, all I'm doing is moving a box from one side of the map to the other. <laughs> and like that stuff is fun. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's where the giant misstep of the game is. Um, like the other thing is that like, that, well, yeah, like, like the other part to what you're saying is that like, they fail to incentivize you to do anything that's fun. Right. Like the zip lines are f- fun i guess ish or like uh they're fun like once or twice but then it's literally just waiting for a cutscene to end really like you just sort of sit there and wait like you don't there's no agency you don't have any fucking input you're just waiting for a railway line to finish and then you pick the next fucking destination right or riding on the hoverboard is fun um but yeah, it costs you crystals, so you have to go farm crystals, and there's all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't do it. Like, uh, yeah, if you run into a BT area, you get sort of fucking locked in, crash, and fuck everything up. Um, yeah, like, and you can't really carry stuff on your back while you're doing it. Like, there's all all, all the fun things, right, are directly uh, at odds with efficiency, yeah. And this is a, like this is something I, I run into a lot in games. Uh, at some point, like you can have fun, right? Games can have fun elements, and they can have efficient elements, 
and if you have to do something a lot it needs to be those two things need to marry right yeah. if you're if you're going to have to do the same thing over and over again then efficiency and fun need to align or else people aren't going to have a good time hmm. right so or, or it doesn't if, even need to be fun it just needs to be I guess engaging or at least yeah could be yeah. challenging as well. Fun's fun's not the word. Engaging is definitely the word. So yeah, think about like Daisy, right? Daisy's a game where you know, you spend a lot of time fucking walking from one location to another, right? Sure. But there's an engaging element about it in the idea that something could go wrong at any time. Right? Sure. And so there's and, and there's uh, an engaging element about it in the idea that you are, well, in most of the time, playing with other people, right? Like other, like friends. So, you know, playing with friends allows it to be a little bit more engaging without it being, like, with while still being vaguely tedious, right? And then the terror of there being someone just around the corner allow like adds to it again and then the actual destination adds to it again and so you wind up with this you wind up with enough layers to actually get to something that is worth doing at least for a little while a world of warcraft yeah. is another example that uses social aspects to sort of make up for you know sitting there and chatting with your friends in guild chat makes up for the fact that you're killing 10 boars over and over and uh getting better loot makes up for the fact that you're killing 10 boars over and over and like you know getting dinging is that all these things layer on top of one another so that you eventually get to a point where yeah the most efficient way to get to the next level is to complete the quest where you kill 10 boars over and over so you may as well kill 10 boars over and over and it's not such a chore because you're doing with friends or you're getting better loot or etc 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 none of these things happen in death string you don't get any of this stuff nothing you get like no, you're not incentivized correctly you don't play with friends you like the social aspect is like so asymmetrical removed. yeah yeah uh yeah like you're not actually playing with anyone um your incentives to do anything uh are like non-existent because likes are meaningless, right? Like, you earn likes to earn more likes. It's fucking pointless. Uh, and the traversal itself uh, isn't isn't engaging because it's it's just walking somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, there's no threat. There's no concern. You just sort of fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, eventually, once you work out how easy it is to avoid BTs or to just destroy BTs, yeah. there's no fucking challenge well the the so the challenge they completely remove from you because at the start of the game you are literally like uh you're, you're trying to balance it's a balancing act right oh my stuff is is going to the left so you, you you hold the right trigger to to steady yourself or you know your stuff then shifts to the right and you hold the left trigger and then you start getting this exoskeleton and that allows you to carry more weight and i'm gonna i'm an exoskeleton two or three at the moment yeah and that doesn't happen anymore like because I can now carry 320 kilos worth of stuff but they cap you at how much stuff you can carry in terms of uh, like a, a height limit and yep. so I'm at like 150 kilos most of the time which is a walk in the park for this guy unless I'm carrying 
five or six extra large items and then that's weighing you know that weighs a lot more but even at that stage it, i'm still hitting that cap of like oh you can't carry anything else on your back anymore and so that the challenge is now gone for me yep. because um I, i'm just i'm just past that threshold of like oh you know this stuff just doesn't matter anymore it's just super easy like they they give you these suits to let you carry more weight but it doesn't matter because you cannot you can only carry a certain amount of stuff anyway it's yeah. a weird system. Like, if you were, like, let me carry as much shit as I want. Let me fucking stack it up to the, you know, to as high as I can get it. Um, and then let me play with that threshold of, like, oh, you've, you've, you've gone too high for your limit. Now you got to balance, you got to balance this stuff and actually think about where you're walking. And because that, that stuff is mapped in the game. Like, you hit the button and it shows you the best path you should take. Like, this is a uh, pretty steady terrain. This stuff is going to cause you a little bit of problems. And then this stuff here is like, you probably want to avoid that. And they give you that really early and they make you learn that system. And then it completely disappears after the first, you know, couple of hours because there's no point using it anymore. Apart from yeah. when you want to cross a river. <laughs> yeah. And then like once, once you run into that, you get a vehicle and you're like, well, okay, none of the rules matter on a vehicle, Right. There's no such thing as balance on a vehicle. There's no such thing as fucking... There are weight limits, but they don't fucking matter on a vehicle. You just fucking... Yeah, you just uh, Like, even... Like, you stack as much shit as you can on your back, right? Even if you... Even if you don't have an exoskeleton, right? And you're walking fucking... You're doing these, like, staggered fucking... Half a fucking meter every ten seconds step, right? Mm. You just park your fucking bike next to it. Right, park your bike next to the boxes, and then you load it up on your back. You jump on the bike. The weight limit doesn't matter anymore. The balance doesn't matter anymore. You just fucking ping off. All right, cool. Okay, so I've, you have literally introduced a system to render your painstakingly crafted systems obsolete. And the trucks are even worse because at least on a bike, a BT can actually catch you. Right, like you can actually boost your way out of a BT zone if it grabs you but uh the timing on it is fucking it's pretty fucking uh finicky but on a truck it takes them so long to actually get up to the fucking door and drag you out that there's no chance by the end of the game uh i was just driving a truck i, I just drove a truck back and forth because and like it did the rain would start and the fucking <laughs> torch would pop up and i'd be like i don't give a fuck and i'd drive i'd just fucking plow straight through floaty dudes and they, the tar come up and I just fucking keep driving. I don't give a fuck. Peace out, baby. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. You've So not only have you rendered balance moots and weight limits moots and fucking uh, the traversal moots, you've also rendered your fucking BT system moot. So essentially, the most efficient way for me to play this game is to get in a truck, drive from one location to another... And it's not an engaging like the challenge is it's the fact moves, that, yeah. <laughs> but the only challenge that's left is is that you know the truck itself is a fucking Nissan Cube, uh, and anytime there's a rock, uh, I'm gonna get fucking stuck on it for some reason, and that's about it. So if I know I'm coming up on a BT area, I just see a path without any fucking rocks, and I plow across it. And that's it. That's that's the game, I guess, is me driving a truck from one place to another. 
Oh, but Job, you don't have to do that. Oh, you you can you can play the game and and you know you're removing the challenge from yourself. No, fuck that. Okay, the it is the fucking game developer's responsibility to meld incentivization and fucking challenge. It is not my responsibility to play a game to challenge myself further. Dark Souls and this game are so alike in so many ways, except it's clear that Kojima didn't learn anything from Dark Souls. Like, it, it, they're so alike. They do so many fucking similar things. There's horror. There's, uh, like, the the fucking path to discovery. There's the, like the asynchronous fucking multiplayer. There's all these things, right? That dark souls and death stranding share in common. They both have DS in their fucking names, but (laughs) clearly, right? The idea of challenge to Kojima is, uh, you make your own challenge is you like it, it, it is, the only reason you would play a Dark Souls is if you were to one bro it, right? Uh, ignore literally everything else in the game. Dark Souls is balanced towards playing it correctly. The most efficient way to play Dark Souls is to level up regularly and discover more about the game world and get through it as best you can, right? And then you get to the end and you feel the sense of accomplishment, the, you know, achievement and accomplishment that EA wants everyone to fucking feel, right? Uh, Death Stranding, right, Hmm. is if, if you were to deliberately not use any of the game, any of the game tools it has taught you or or given you, if you were to specifically ignore all that shit, uh, then you might actually feel any kind of challenge and, uh, get a rewarding game experience out of it. But if my theory is, and like this is like the reverse, I, I'm going to sound like a full wanker here, right? My theory is honestly the players who loved it, uh, like the reviewers, the critics who tend it, my theory is they're not very good at games. That's my theory. My theory is they're not very good at games. And so they never arrived at a place where they understood how simplistic Death Stranding is to def- like to to break to to dismantle yeah as at a gameplay level, and that's why like that's not a criticism of them as critics because I read I've read I think every fucking review and. Most of them don't explain... Most of the tens don't explain it, it to me in what I feel is a satisfactory way uh, why they've given a, a ten. Like, it, there's always, like... There's always, like, the question mark, question mark, question mark part. Right? It's step one, gorgeous visuals. Step two, fascinating story. Step three, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step four, ten out of ten. Right there, are, there was one uh, trusted reviews that I felt went deep enough into the experience that the reviewer had uh, that I understood how they could come out at a ten. I one thousand percent don't agree, obviously, but I understand it. Right, mm-hmm. uh, but I think even in that one, it felt like they weren't taking advantage of what the game offered. 
and I couldn't get the I couldn't get a sense of whether or not they were doing that on purpose or by accident. Um, my having played having played at review events for the last decade, my default my assumption is that they were not taking advantage of these systems because they weren't aware of them. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't aware of, like I'm not saying they do, they weren't aware of systems in general, right? I I think most of the most of the reviews I read were well written, and clearly like critical analysis existed, right? I'm not saying they weren't aware of the systems in general. I think they weren't aware of how to utilize the systems in the most efficient way. Right, that, what, that like that the, is, like the thing I spoke about, where like, oh, they give you the smoke decoy. Oh, maybe yeah. I'll go use that. No, just fucking walk in and punch everybody. Exactly, <laughs> exactly that. Right, like if if you're if you never get to the point where you're like, well, yeah, if you never arrive at the point where you're like, well, I can just fucking I can take on sixteen mules at once, uh, and it's not a problem. Like it's never going to be a problem. And you're like, wow, so I, I can throw that. I'll throw out this fucking smoke thing. And then I might throw this fucking, this box at this dude. And like, then I'll like run over here and I'll bowl this guy. And then I'll grab the, I'll hack the fucking post box, the mule post box and grab the stuff and run away. Right. Maybe there's an engaging gameplay loop in that. Right. But if you are immediately aware that you can just punch every cunt in the fucking area uh, and just walk away, like grab what you need and walk away. There's nothing. And then come back. That's what yeah. I do. I just farm these places. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you get to a point where you are literally farming things, farming the monsters in the game, then I cannot imagine how you would feel like the systems in place are engaging enough to be like high quality, right? And if I know, I know this isn't happening. But if anyone who loves a game, utterly loves it, and felt feels that like what what I'm doing is misrepresenting their position, right? I'm not saying they're bad at video games in general. I'm saying that they are not playing like competitively, right? Competitive gaming is playing at a high, the highest possible uh, level of efficiency. So players who play. Like, you and I, right, are hyper-competitive gamers, right? Uh, most most of our hours get poured into games that involve competitive multiplayer. Um, if you play, if that is your play style, I do not think that you will... I don't think Death Stranding is for you, right? Uh, but if you're listening to this and you feel like you are a competitive game, like gamer, uh, like a gamer who is competitive... And you also love Death Stranding. I'd love to fucking... I'd love to hear why or how. I would, I, I, honestly, I, I'm not, I wouldn't shit on you. I would not shit on you. I... My mind boggles. Like, I'm fucking at a loss, honestly. Yeah, I it's, saw an article before we started recording and said, mm-hmm. Gone Home is the most influential game of the last decade. And I nearly fell off my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's certainly, that's certainly a take. It's certainly a position. Um, yikes. Uh, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, man. Um, I'm just, 
Yeah, I'm not trying to criticize people who like it. Honestly, I, I'm not trying to shit on people who enjoy it because, you know, everyone likes different things, right? Yeah. I, but I do think on some fundamental level, the trend I see among those who tend it uh, is that they might not be the most efficient game players. They are the sorts of people who would go to a multiplayer uh, review event. They, they're the sorts of people who... Yeah, I went to Titanfall 2, the Titanfall 2 review event and murdered every every motherfucker nonstop, right? Or you went to the Call of Duty multiplayer review event and you were playing on a fucking platform you don't play on and you were still like, what was that fucking screenshot you shared? 27 and 3 or some shit? Like, some like you're, that, yeah. you're still ripping every motherfucker up, right? You are, We arrive at the most efficient place style really quickly... And I think Death Stranding is not made for people who do that at all. If that is something that happens, and you don't know, like the problem, right, with discussing it on end on a fucking podcast is that you don't necessarily need to arrive at that location all on your own. Like mm. the just the this this is some fucking glass shatter shit, right? Like us talking through how fucking easy it is to kill mules or disable mules, right? is not something you can forget now, right? Like, having listened to us talk about Death Stranding, I worry that we have irrevocably ruined Death Stranding for some people. Because you can't forget it. Like, you could choose not to use that information, but the information still exists. You, you still, you're still aware of the information. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, gonna, it's one of those things where you don't move... Like, people who maybe didn't arrive there on their own because uh, they haven't played it yet or whatever yeah they won't be able to unknow that right right yeah so like I like I said I think it's an extremely fascinating game there's so many interesting mechanics that are in here um, it's just like it doesn't come together at the end you start seeing how things break away and you're like oh well I can just do this instead yeah um, so I feel like I'm going to keep playing it because I kind of want to see where it goes and also just critically just to know how things yeah. end up. But sure. um, I don't know if I'll be spending as much time on it because I've, I've been basically... What is it today? Wednesday? Nearly I've nearly played it for about a, a week um, in between doing personal stuff and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I feel like I'm about 25-ish hours in or something around there. Um, I'll probably start to slow down a little bit. We've got some other games coming out within the next couple of days, but I'll definitely keep playing it because I just want to see how it evolves over the end. Like I've just gotten to a point where like, like I know you've talked about being able to get weapons and things like that. Like I don't, I'm nowhere near any of that stuff. Um, I think you've so yeah. And I, I feel like I'm sort of in the same, um, like I'm just starting to, like I want to see how it evolves in terms of how like this road that I've built is now slowly coming towards the bottom and other people are adding to it. I think that stuff is really cool. Like the going to post boxes and seeing things that other people have left for you, like that have shared and being like, Oh, I could use some of those metals. Like I'll grab some of that and I'll take that to the thing I'm trying to build or, um, like giving you a pair of boots or just stuff people have lost and trying to return it back to them. Like that stuff is really interesting in terms of like a mechanical standpoint. Uh, it's just in a strange game that <laughs> like the, the, the core part of the game isn't fun, uh, but there's yeah. all these cool things around it that are really super interesting. Like if he went and made a Metal Gear Solid game, 
not saying that you should go back and make that, but if like some of these mechanics were in a Metal Gear Solid game, like the, the social aspects would be yeah. super fascinating. Um, yeah. But instead it's in like this weird Amazon delivery dude game that yeah. uh, is extremely tedious. So yeah, I think there's some cool ideas there, but it's just executed not as well as I'd hoped it would be. But I'm definitely going to keep playing it because I'm super fascinated by what's going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh uh, did I talk about killing people last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not even anywhere near that. Yeah, how, how you did the the yeah test the experiment? Yeah. I think it was um, 48 hours. You said at the start of the game, but I don't know what 48. that is in game time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. 48. Okay. I think you said maybe 48 hours. Maybe I'll do another test. Yeah. Um, and so like, there's a day-night cycle, so I don't really know how to pass time right. for 48 hours beyond skipping 48 hours. I've been skipping tedious. a lot of cutscenes now. Like, I think I went the first 15 hours not skipping stuff until I realized it was literally the same thing you're watching over and over again. Uh, yep. So now I skip a lot of cutscenes. Except, unless the story, the story stuff I don't cut, but if I'm like... Um, dropping off materials like i like him that everything is so physical like you see him put the stuff on the the tray and like the boxes are there and it, it's not like it's not just a stock animation of like oh um you know it's just a single box like you see the stuff you put on the the, the tray and off it goes and it disappears yeah. like but but 15 hours in seeing that all the time it's just like okay yeah just skip <laughs> yeah. i wish it was uh one less button because at the moment it's two buttons I've got, gotten yeah. very good at doing that but um, occasionally it'll be like oh you can't actually skip this you have to pause it and that throws me off sometimes but yeah yeah um, yeah I'll still keep playing it because uh, I'm sort of interested to see what other mechanics unfold and because like I said every hour or two it throws in something new to you um, yeah. so it's something new you could have unlocks and yeah, I want to see where else it goes in terms of this story because it's pretty stupid at the moment. I, w- I want to ask you a question. What would your name be in this world? Would it be Job Video Game or would it be Job Critic or oh, Job Journal? I actually did this. Uh, yeah. Polygon, I think it was, put together a how to create your your Hideo Kojima game name. <laughs> right, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen this yet. Yeah, and it's got like a whole bunch of questions, and it's not just for Death Stranding, um, but uh, I rolled a six early on, and so I had to create six different names. I only got up to four before I got bored. But apparently my name would be Jogging Jacket Man. And the way I determined that, so it's, it's you roll a bunch of <laughs> dice, uh, but... Um, how fucked it... Uh, so I think Jogging is... There was a question, what would you really like to see Mads Mikkelsen do? Uh, and I said, I'd like to see him jogging around a park, but it's a really cold and wintry park. Uh, and then it's like, take one word from that. So jogging and jacket. Why is it jacket? Um, why the fuck is it jacket? I gotta look this shit up. I gotta find... Nope, that's not it. Uh, hang on. Uh, here we go. The figure out Kojima name. Uh, and then it's 
got all kinds of questions. It's got like, uh, what is the object you'd least like to be stabbed by? Uh, how many carrots do you believe you could eat in one sitting if someone was to force you to eat a, as many carrots as possible? Uh, what was the last thing you did before starting this worksheet? Ah, yeah. What is the last word of the title of your favorite Kubrick film? For me, it was Full Metal Jacket. So, Jacket Man. Uh, <laughs> Jacket Man. Oh, yeah. And I got the man. I got the man modifier because I rolled a four on the man condition. Um, but other names, because I, I, I have six names uh, for some reason. Six other alternate names. Uh, other names I have are Spoon Submarine. Old Critic McCrady and Big Critic Fox Terrier. Uh, so I think Big Critic Fox Terrier would be my uh, Metal Gear name. Hmm. Uh, old Critic McCrady would be another Metal Gear name. Spoon Submarine, I have no idea. Um, Spoon Submarine is... Uh, what object would you least like to get stabbed by? And I said a, f a spoon. Uh, and what is a piece of military hardware that you think is cool? And I said submarine because I just watched <laughs> that fucking submarine movie. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, fascinating. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, there's news. We just got, I just saw the fucking greatest news. I just got it sent to me. Uh, Nolsey's completed his team. Oh, okay. We'll get there. His amazing team. We will definitely get oh, there. But it's We've got a bunch more to talk about. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, yeah, so we'll talk about more Death Stranding next week. Let's go on to Battlefield 5. Uh, yes. We were supposed to talk about this last week. We were supposed to talk about this last week, but yeah. we didn't. Uh, the Pacific Theatre is out. It's fucking amazing. I fucking love it. Both maps are rad. I've only played Iwo Jima for fucking 10 minutes. Um, I keep being put on the other one, the Pacific, whatever the fuck. What's the, what's the map called? Uh, Pacific Theatre Maps BFB. Uh, real helpful. Real fucking helpful. <laughs> All you need to know... All you need to know, all you need to know. Where the fuck are the maps? This is EA's site and they can't show me the fucking map. You fucking pricks. Um, Pacific Storm. Yeah, so you got uh, Pacific Storm, Iwo Jima, um, Iwo Jima, whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, Iwo Jima, I only played for 10 minutes, but it, it gave me strong, strong vibes mm -hmm. of the classic... Um, Orojima from BF2, uh, sorry, BF 1942. Uh, Pacific Storm is a brand new map. Uh, it's awesome. It's like, it's got this real good progression. Uh, starts off with like a beach landing, uh, which is obviously sick. Mm. Uh, I didn't think, I honestly didn't think they'd do it in Battlefield 5, uh, and they did. Uh, so it works really well. Um, Starts off with beach landing, really strong holes. Uh, we're playing Breakthrough. Breakthrough actually really works on Pacific Storm. I haven't played in Conquest yet, but uh, definitely works in um, Pacific Storm. And then, I think yeah, the playlist can... they've got is for Breakthrough. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah if you, I think if you want to play Conquest, you have to like do it in... You'll play it in the normal rotation. Normal rotation, yeah. 
and I only want to play the Pacific Theatre maps for a little while, so... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Move sort of deeper into the islands, uh, just sort of like classic-style jungle-type map, uh, mm -hmm. and then it finishes, uh, the end of Breakthrough is like all the way on fucking in a mountainous area and it feels like a really cool progression of a map, like a really good fucking step-by-step. -step. Um, been playing with, uh, Frisco, Kleb and Nate and, uh, I mean, Nate, Nate is scary good at Battlefield. Like, it is a shame that Battlefield never, never became an esport because I don't think, I don't think he would GoPro, I mean, he's he's fucking amazing, uh, but I think it's he'd be better plays. served as a coach. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but like you know, you could say the same about lots of pros, right? Um, but yeah, I think he like I think he would coach like a fucking gun. His ability to like he calls shit out, he calls strats on the fly so fucking quick, and yeah, makes up fucking puts together ideas. Uh, his call-out's fucking amazing. Like, he's really good. Frisco's awesome as well. Uh, like, he's fucking gun. He hits his shots. Uh, he's clearly played a fuck ton of Battlefield. Club, Club, Club's good. Club's good at shooters. And then there's Jobo. Uh, you know, I'm there. Um, Picks up the drinks. I'm a medic. You know, everyone needs a medic. Getting fucking, uh, getting my fucking points just by reviving people. Occasionally I get some kills. I uh, put up a fucking clip of me going ham with a sword. Did you see that fucking clip? It was fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, just sorted, sorted like a bit, bunch of motherfuckers. Uh, so the sword is like a item you can pick up on the in the game world. And yeah, it's a one-hit kill. And it's not difficult to deal with a person with a sword. Like, they're still just as fucking tough as anyone else. They don't become tougher. It's just... Something about someone running at you with a fucking sword, like, swiping everywhere, is extremely unnerving. Like, we definitely got squad wiped as a, like, against the sword dude, and it should not have happened. But at the same time, you're like, I was just sort of shitting myself. <laughs> like, he's just all over the place, and I didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. You definitely panic a little when you get rushed by a sword. Uh, but yeah. We've had fucking... When we're on defense, uh, our team will generally hold the first point mm -hmm. until all, like almost until the end. Uh, the only time we get pushed off that point is when our shithole teammates fail to hold. Like as a single squad, we can hold A on our own, and the rest of our team cannot hold B. And the fucking enemy team literally gives up trying to take A. They literally give up trying to take A until they've taken B, uh, because we just fuck them up, like, non-stop. They just cannot get a foothold on A. And, yeah, as a, as four people, we can hold fucking A indefinitely. Uh, or at least until they get B, and then, uh, yeah, terrible team fails to fucking help us out. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, there was that, and then on attack... It's just fucking real satisfying to, like, find unlikely angles to get the pushing. Like, 
I think the reason four people can hold A indefinitely, especially if the four people are me, Frisco, Nate, and Cleb, uh, is because it is difficult to get to. Like, it's a challenging point to actually attack uh, mm. without taking casualties on the way in. Um, there's n- it's not... B's quite easy to sneak into. So you definitely need more people holding B. Uh, but, yeah, finding unlikely angles to attack uh, B at is, is super satisfying. The other thing we were doing was going in and sneaking on A. And even when there were, like, a couple of squads at A... Um, yeah, if it was our squad, we were generally able to, like, we'd go the, I'd go medic, um, Nate would go combat sniper, and, uh, I think Frisco was going, like, support, and Club was going assault, or maybe two assaults, uh, but yeah, we'd sort of, like, bust our way in on A, and, because Nate was combat sniper, we'd have the fucking beacon down somewhere nearby, so we could always, like, get back in the fight real quick, mm-hmm. uh, if, if we all got wiped. Um, and yeah, we're just like fucking pounding in through that, uh, and take, we take A that way. A to B is so much easier. Like B follow folds so quick if you've already got A, um, B to A is a little bit more difficult. And then, yeah, after that you move back like further into the island and like some of the points there are just fucking hairy as fuck. They've got like, you're running up a fucking hill, you've got in place guns shooting down on you uh you're dropping into like a full-blown like just a kill zone really um so that's tricky to deal with as well like yeah there's some really clever fucking points uh and some really fucking uh like tense moments all over the place you get the flamethrower and just fucking burn cunts uh shut off entire avenues of attack just by like laying down fire on on a trench like you just fill a trench with fire and then just stand there and like they've they've still got regular guns so they'll like take potties but i'm like i'm medic with a flamethrower so i'll just like flame and then i'll just stand there and they'll shoot me and i'll just fucking duck heal stand back up flame and yeah, they're just going to go find somewhere else to go. They know. They also know that they can't come through, right? Because if they do, if they try, if they even if they get um, enough hits on me to slow me all the way down, I'm still I can still just stand up and fire in, and I can kill like four people all at the same time. Like fire propagates in that game so fucking quick uh, that yeah, it's just not a fucking it's not a worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, you just keep moving further and further in. The, it gets junglier and then it hits the mountain. That push over the fucking mountain into the final base spot is fucking rad. Uh, and, yeah, again, it's just a matter of finding fucking sick angles to unexpected angles that will throw off their defense. And it feels like classic Battlefield 1942. Like, it reminds me, that's what you used to do in Battlefield 1942. And it's fucking rad. And also really cool when the storm comes in, because uh, they've really mastered the art of the storm. And right. do like a few times. I don't know if it's triggered somehow or what, but like a few times the storm has literally like saved us on defense. Right, like they'd be on the push, on the hard push. There'd be tanks coming in, and then the storm would come through. The tanks are like amphibious. 
the storm had come through and it's like well we're fucked now uh and then yeah the storm arrives and like the tanks can't see shit anymore and we're like able to get real close to them with the fucking dynamite and we'll just fucking dynamite them uh, yeah like it just fucking kills the kills the fucking push and resets them again and that's enough for us to win the map or something you know mm. it's fucking awesome uh yeah it's so cool uh it feels real good to play um it's the first time you've played since they put in the uh, lean i feel like it is i'm not leaning though <laughs> i'm not using it at all because uh, i haven't rebounded any of my buttons so yeah, yeah. um I should, but I think I, I don't know. I've got muscle memory now, you know, at this point, like I'm, I'm a lot of muscle memory on how I do stuff. Um, I immediately rebounded to Q and A as soon as they put that in there. Yeah. A couple of months back, <laughs> just so I knew. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you played it at all? I played a little bit. Um, I played like one round and yeah. I don't know I'm just not interested in playing it with just randoms I don't yeah. think yep. it's a, it's a different sense. type of game I'm more than happy to play Apex with randoms yeah um but I don't know Battlefield is different <laughs> I just I'm not I'm, I'm cool to play one round and just fuck around and then go yeah cool I'm done like Call of Duty is different again like I can just run in by myself and be like I'll just play with a you know, team deathmatch with randoms or whatever um, but I feel like PUBG, uh, I feel like, uh, uh, Battlefield's a different experience. Like I, I guess having played it, you know, 200 hours or whatever it is, we've played of that already as a, as primarily a team game. Like even back in Australia, I'd, I'd never really play that game by myself. I'd always wait yeah. for someone else to jump in. It's just not my, not my jam to jump in and play alone. Like Nate, Nate's more than happy to sit there and... <laughs> random up with other people bang his head against the wall of playing with randoms yeah i yeah. can't do it yeah. yeah i'm just like yeah i'm cool so yeah no seems cool um i don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll jump in with you guys and see what the latency is like at some stage yeah or i might check out firestorm if that's still pumping uh, oh yeah i'd love to check that out see if it works over here yep. yeah otherwise not nah, not much all right what else we got here um Idle dice, idle die, idle dice. Uh, it's a, it's an idle game. I've been playing it on my phone. Um, you get dice. And you tap the screen and roll a dice. And you get points based on how many, like what number you roll, and then you get like so you you get one to start off with. You get extras as it goes through, and like as you get more and more die, um, like sort of multiplies. So yeah. It's just a classic idle game. It's just interesting. It's got a lot of like uh, interesting build up and press like multiple layers of prestiging and all that kind of stuff. So it's just a yeah, cool little idle game that's sucking all my battery at the moment. Um, so yeah, uh, decent, decent one to check out if you are looking for an idle game to play. Yeah. Alrighty then, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes. I, I've uh, not played a lot. Like I think I talked about it last week, so this would be all you, I feel like. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I played it a bit more. I was playing it yesterday. Um, and uh, played it when I go back. And I went, and enough time has passed now that there are mods. Uh, oh. So I got a mod. With the a mood mod, mod that allow me to... 
change myself into a bird oh, and nice. fly around like a bird and uh it's amazing it's my favorite thing and uh yeah so i was doing that and uh flying around as a bird and then i found uh i should not have let it save it corrupted my save game if you change your player model it corrupts your save game i went and looked afterwards and all of the like then the the mod that allows you to change into a bird specifically and directly says do not allow it to save it will corrupt your save game <laughs> Like, oh right, okay. Well, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but it did sort of incentivize me to just fucking. I grabbed a uh, save game that skips the first two chapters. Mm -hmm. uh, skips me straight to um, the waterhole um, on the river, um, which is rad. Um, so, yeah, that was a I don't know decent idea. I reckon. Um, a good outcome. So now I've just sort of skipped ahead a bit. Um, it's like, it's not a save game with like fucking tons of money or anything. I just got a, like a generic save game that sort of skipped me ahead a bit. And I can get back to playing without having to do the fuck, because I would have had to do the, the entire snow area again. And I just couldn't fucking do it. I cannot do it a fifth time. Uh, I was barely able to fucking bring myself to do it a fourth time. So, yeah. Uh, easy to find a save game online if you can't bear to do the snow area at the start of the game again. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a good idea, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, How's it run? That's about it. it. Runs really good. Um, I don't think it, for me, it doesn't look significantly better than the Xbox, uh, but it runs really smoothly and loads better than the Xbox does. It's, uh, I timed it, and it's about a 30 second initial load. And then a 20 second uh, load after the menu, um, which is much better than the Xbox uh, did. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Runs good. Um, very, very much. Having seen your screenshots and stuff, fuck, I got the itch to buy a new graphics card. Oh my god. <laughs> I just want to, I just want pretty games. I'm so. I've been so good about not getting caught up in the fucking graphics card <laughs> bullshit, but man, I want pretty games. Wait till, uh, wait till Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk's come out, ray tracing. I know, I know, yeah. You could have played Control with ray tracing. I know, I know, I know. You could have played so Modern many... Warfare with ray tracing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so th there's, there's been some, uh, some sort some performance issues with it. They, um, a couple of, like, um like graphics graphic card sort of youtube channels have been running through like benchmark tests and whatnot to try and find the optimal way to run the game um so yeah there's there's a couple out there but it seems like it's super intensive in terms of your hardware at the moment um yeah so yeah I, i've sort of been tweaking a little bits and pieces but it definitely looks a lot better um it just the performance wise is a bit not 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 great it seems like they've still got some work. They put out an update today. Um, Rockstar did saying that they're working on a um, a new a bunch of patches. I think one of them came out today, and there's uh, they'll be addressing like a stuttering issue that they've got with some Nvidia cards and certain um, like drivers and whatnot. Yeah. So hopefully that'll resolve issues for people that are having it. But uh, yeah, I mean it's yeah really good looking game, and if you go check out some of the videos on Ultra. Um, 
like compared to like what medium sort of looks like it's a, a big difference so yeah. um maybe that'll sway you even further <laughs> yeah yeah hold on I'll hold right. on um and the last one I think we got in here is The Sims 4 Discover yes. University so I went to EA's head office in San Francisco it's just down the road from me um and they let me check out the new expansion pack for The Sims 4 uh, do you have much of a relationship with The Sims 4 at all? No. I think we, we went no. to... A, did you have a preview with me a couple, yeah. like, five years back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've That's always nice. liked The Sims games, but uh, I've never, like, sort of hung past them uh, past their release cycle. Like, I don't... Like, it's not a game where I st- sit there and I'll, I'll play later on down the track. Um, but they do put a lot of effort into it they, they've released I think this is their 8th expansion for this one um, and it seems like it's got it adds a huge amount of stuff it's they talked about how it's one of it's basically their last sort of expansion that the fans are really like clamoring for um, so they've done like the university stuff in the last two games and yeah. it's interesting because it adds like another layer into the game um, where you've got you're controlling sims from an adult life but you can also have like families and um i guess teenagers and then toddlers as well and babies and that sort of thing but as a like a young adult or a teenager there's sort of like this void of stuff that you can't really do and so that opens up this whole new opportunity for like a huge amount of extra gameplay by being able to start off as a young adult going through college or university getting degrees and that sort of thing and then that transitions really nicely into adult life as a sim being able to take the things that you've learned and apply them to your, your work life um yeah it seems like compared to some of their other expansions they've done um this seems really like it fills out the, the core game of it so much more um and as someone who's not like a giant sims you know not a fan but like someone who's like right in the mix uh and just kind of looking on the outside it seems like there's a huge amount of stuff going on here um and sort of like the general vibe from the community that i got that was there was they were super excited for this one and uh so they had a a big sort of two-day session at the office uh, in uh, ea and invited a bunch of like content creators out that do a lot of work with the sims uh, and then also media and whatnot were also over there. Um, and so I jumped in and, <laughs> uh, you know, you get to create your character and, and that sort of stuff. And they've added a bunch of new features into the creative character stuff. And so then I immediately uh, build my, my person. Um, I think she was a, uh, I think I went with a female character. I can't really remember. Anyway, uh, and then I basically, you get the choice of, they've got two new areas. Um sort of like two universities that you can you can pick from and these universities have uh, local housing uh, like university housing with dorms and whatnot and there's also like your traditional go find a lot and just kind of live in a flat or something like that and um and so i started i kind of just picked a flat and went off and started you know messing around checked out the new stuff in the build system because i've added a, a ton of new items in there and uh started like customizing my house to begin with and spent maybe like 30 minutes on there and I kind of looked around at everybody that was sitting 
in the room with me and surprisingly the majority of them were still making their characters like they are so invested in the storytelling in this game um yeah yeah, i was just so surprised by like people sitting there customizing what they look like and the personality traits and um you know all the cosmetics and yeah it was really funny to sort of watch how quickly i was like all right i want to get all the gameplay stuff out of the way and they were really invested on like making their characters and on all that sort of thing totally different player bases um and so yeah i went through and and uh did a bunch of customizing in the house and whatnot and, and um yeah and then you start like you you apply for universities and you decide like what degrees you want to choose from um and to give you an example here like i'll just read off a bunch that i wrote down that you can sort of go into it was art history biology communications computer science culinary arts drama economics fine arts history language and literature physics psychology uh villainry which i guess is for um you can be a bank robber in the original game i guess that ties to that uh, okay. but like that's a that's just a degrees and then you can pick like you can drill down into that and pick classes and uh take you know you can take three classes three classes or you can take five classes or you can just do the one class and be like sort of stretch out your semester um and then what ends up happening is you end up taking tests during these um during the semester and examinations and you got to study and basically the better i guess you practice your skills the the better off you'll end up completing the course um and then you can kind of get these degrees and then incorporate them into your jobs it'll tell you like the bonuses that you can get so um you know you might want to do a computer science degree and then take that into your job and it makes you earn more money or you'll be better at um uh like time management in in that particular job or it'll sort of further your career depending on what position you end up taking and so that I think that like complements really nicely from going from a young young adult or or even just an adult and then going and wanting to learn some of this stuff, being able to incorporate all that stuff and make it practical in the 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 main aspect of The Sims is is really useful. Um, so I think that stuff is really cool. They talked about like sort of campus life and um, what that's like. So if you actually live in a dorm room, you can't build. There's no build mode. You can customize, um, so you can make your room sort of uh the way you kind of want to make it look but you can't knock down walls or or put in different structures in there it's kind of like this is the dorm this is how it's laid out and you've got roommates you've got other people that live in there there's no um there's no like kitchen so you can't you can't burn the place down because that'd cause some problems so instead like people will bring you food uh, other people in the department um sorry in the dorm will like bring food for the entire place or or you can go out to the campus and find like a um like a food stall and eat there if you wanted to so they've kind of thought away thought of, about ways around that in particular um there's a bunch of like activities you can do on campus you can go to uh sports um sports matches uh, things like soccer and whatnot you can be part of an esports team if you wanted to there is um, like study groups that you can participate in if you want to try and get better at that sort of stuff. A um, bunch of different organizations that you can join. Uh, hangouts, you can go to 
different like rooms that have been set up in these campuses to go study um yeah there's just a bunch of different things that are going on in terms of like campus life as aspects and you know, what they're trying to do is incorporate stories as well so um like having your roommates be like a pivotal part of that and so you can go on if you're the type of person that likes playing those types of games for stories and 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 that sort of thing you can go do that if you want to but at the same time if you just want to avoid all of that sort of stuff you can by just moving into your own flat and not having roommates and uh and dealing with those types of people but i tried a bit of both um i had a lot of fun being in the dorm because i was uh pranking people and things like that like i'd clog up the toilet which was hilarious and then they would come in and there'd just be a mess everywhere uh and then there'd be like six stalls in the dorm and i'd block all of them and then people would just be walking in the entire place would be flooded and i thought it was pretty funny um but you can you can you can do a lot there and so there's like you know there's the classic sim stuff building relationships with people it yeah. is obviously a key focus in there and uh, it just seems like there's uh they've really thought about how they can incorporate this stuff into the main version because they've obviously done things like um you know island life and and that sort of stuff just doesn't really interest me at all because it sort of detracts from i feel like the main game um yeah whereas this is completely different uh what else can i talk about here um i've got a list of things as well there's there's a couple of like minor things that they've done with the ui since the last time i've, I've seen it like it seems a lot cleaner and easier to find things um but otherwise it's not a, like it still looks like the sims it was super easy for me to jump into and maneuver about like it wasn't hard at all considering it's this game came out like five years ago um five years plus so yeah if you're the type of person that hasn't been in there for a while you're not gonna have a hard hard time like jumping back in and getting you know acquainted with all the big changes they've got in there um yeah. there's things like uh um uh, juice juice pong which is i guess their beer pong right alternative yeah. uh which <laughs> it's i mean that's all you all you really need to know about it they um yeah. a lot of the community thought there was going to be like this big thing around it but it's not it's just kind of juice pong that's pretty much all it what, is what did they think it was going to be around it uh, i guess they they thought that you could do like a hundred different things with this juice pong thing but it's not it's just like a game that you sort of play like 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 as if, if you were watching TV, like you kind of just watch the TV, right? Or you change channels, or you yeah. go up to a bookcase and you can study, um, or you can you know, it's like that. What did they think they were? I can't fathom what it was. What else it would entail? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Go ask James Turner or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. were they disappointed by the juice bong then? No, no, the, I don't know if they were because I was talking to the... This is a comment a developer made by the producer because right. I asked him a question about um, is there stuff in the game that you feel like players would look at and and not quite understand how much of like a big impact that feature actually is? Right. Um, and he said that was a very good question that's something he's never... He, he didn't prepare for um nice. and he said and and he said actually we for the most part we have the opposite with our community is that they look at a feature in a trailer and think about all the possibilities 
but really it's it's not like it kind of does one or two things like um we like they'll they'll brainstorm what they want this thing to do and there's obviously stuff they've thought about but they can't really do it in the game and so for them yeah. they felt like it was the opposite whereas um yeah the, the the community like looks at something and they think about all these awesome things they can do with it but you can't it sort of does one or two things instead um so yeah he couldn't really answer me that one but uh, I did talk about um, sort of looking at next generation hardware was one that we talked about a little bit. And the the way that The Sims is developed is that they, they run on quite old hardware. Even back then when it was first released in 2014, I think it was, um, they had their specs were, were about 2012 computers. So they wanted something that like a really broad range of, of people to jump in. And... Um, the mod, the modding community in particular is pretty big in The Sims, and they look at a, like a bunch of that stuff, and uh, they're aware of it. But at the same time, they've got to adhere to those specs still of those computers, and so they can't do anything crazy uh, that, that some of the mod scenes kind of do with the game. And so um, then we sort of talked about next gen hardware, and um, this is the uh, one of the senior producers, Mike Duke, um, on The Sims, and he talked about how yeah as developers they're super excited for for next generation hardware because it means that uh he talks about ssds in particular how that that that's going to be a, a huge huge boost for them in terms of the things they'll be able to do um and the sort of the hardware like how the hardware will, will affect what what they'll be able to do with games uh coming into the future so they're pretty excited for for what's next for the sims i guess he didn't talk about exactly what they're doing next, but um, one of the big things he mentioned was uh, that I asked him about was that whole notion of you've done eight expansion packs now and all these sort of game updates they do as well in between. How do you get somebody that's, um, that's like either a returning player or a new player back into the game that is not familiar or like so that not overwhelmed by all the new stuff that's in there? Um, yeah. And he, he, he is quite honest in saying that, like, in the past, their player base has normally been a player base that has a long tail. Um, and that kind of, like, the people that are still playing now are people that have been playing for a long time and they don't really see new players coming in. Um, that was how they thought about it in the past. But what they're seeing now with their data is that that's not the case, that it's like there's new players actually coming in. And so they never actually thought about that in particular um so like yeah. how do you get new people accustomed to all these new updates oh, without them feeling like shit i don't know where to, where to start um yeah and so he said that, that that is something they're working on at the moment but they can't right. he couldn't go into details about how they're going to be doing that but yeah that that's still something that they they did mention um and yeah otherwise like it seems pretty cool i i'm uh, i'm sure people that are huge fans of The Sims will be very stoked for this because it seems to add a huge amount of stuff. I only got a couple of hours to play from it, play with it, but it seems really solid. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, can't remember what I was going to say, but anyway, yeah, it seems pretty pretty cool, and I'm sure that uh, the community will be pretty stoked for it. Oh, that's what I was going to say. They um, he talked about what's next for them in terms of like loosely that because this is the last big thing that community has been hanging out for, they're kind of like, 
um, you know, free reign for them now. They can now start putting in stuff that they've really wanted to do. And right. so for them, next is going to be... A, Penetrative sex. Been a big surprise. Well, speaking about sex, <laughs> one, of the, one of the new skills you can do is robotics. And um, what what that you can learn is robotics, so you can you can build robots in the game. Uh, and okay. he talked about how one of the first questions on one of the comments on the uh, the YouTube trailer was, "Can you woohoo the robots?" And he said, "Yes, yes, you can. You can woohoo the robots. Wow. So you can have relationships with robots. Um, not only like." You don't have to necessarily build your own robot and have relationships with them. You can go have a relationship with someone else's robot if you want to. That's gross. You cannot have a relationship <laughs> with someone else's fucking... That is fucking disgusting. Good lord. Yeah. It's pretty good. Fucking hell. <laughs> just fucking... Imagine, like, fucking finding a flashlight on the street and just going fucking going in. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, no, it seems cool. I, I, I dug it. I, I'm definitely like every time the Sims rolls around, I always jump in, and it's cool to see that they're sort of still, still on board, and they've got a huge player base. Um, there was a lot of people there that were pumped for this. So, yep. All right, that's the Sims Four Discover University. That'll be out, I believe, by the time this goes up. It's this week. So. And the other other people who are in your session are still there making their characters. They probably are. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Gold. Cool. Is that all the games? That's it. All right. Should we go on to the news? Let's do it. Let's get out of here. Um, Sonic movie new trailer dropped. Uh, people are very happy with this. So they released a trailer a while back, and people were not excited for the, uh, I guess, the desire, the design, or the style yeah. of the way that Sonic looked. Uh, and so they went back, which is huge props for them like not just releasing it in the state it was and then um yeah they spent a couple months redesigning sonic and they pushed the release date back uh it's now a february release date and uh yeah they were pretty i don't know people seem excited for the way he looks now whether or not the movie's gonna be any good probably not but right like if that is where they went in the first place with sonic right why do they think that just because he's got a less fucking horrific face <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a better fucking movie like what the yeah. f- like was was that the only oh well oh Sonic Oscar Oscar award winning movie if only Sonic didn't look like a fucking weird rat thing uh no that's probably not the case like it's probably gonna be garbage good god what the fuck people I don't even think he looks that much better now. I didn't mind him before. Like, it didn't fucking matter to me before. Right? Like, oh, everyone's losing their shit over how bad Sonic looks. Sonic's looked bad for years. He's just... He's just awful. Right? The the only Sonic that matters... Sonic through Sonic and Knuckles... And the rest of it doesn't exist to me. It's all dead to me. Every other Sonic thing is dead to me except for Sonic 1 through Sonic and Knuckles that's all I got that's what I got to say on that topic mm-hmm. fuck Sonic and not the way that furries fuck Sonic more no. dis- dismiss Sonic yeah alright all right. anyway that's it um, next up is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Over order yeah. 
Let's try that again. Fallen Star Wars gold. Jedi Fallen Order won't have a play first trial. Um, right. So this, this is the EA's like membership program they've got where you pay like a premium um, and you're able to, I guess, play the games early. And that's yep. not happening, which is... No. I think that's a weird decision. It's a bit odd. Uh, yeah. They... Um, they said it was to avoid spoilers, right? But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, didn't, wasn't there a bunch of leaks already? Yeah, and what is it going to do? Like, two days of spoilers? Oh, thank fuck. Oh, no. Who cares? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a... I don't know. I mean, you, Dumb you, idea. you're basically training people, right? To say that, uh, you know, you sign up for this thing and they'll give you the opportunity to play games early and then all of a sudden be like, oh, except for this game. That game's not going to yeah. be early. Except for our biggest okay. game this year. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Like, every time we, we bring up this stuff and people are like, oh, should we sign up for for this service? Yeah, all right. If you're the type of person that plays this game, like, three games a year from this company, then do it. It's worth it to you. But then for them to get yeah. to the end of the year and be like, oh, actually, that game's not going to be on there. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. It's it's a strange decision that I do not... Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I don't. it's a shit, shit idea. They made a mistake. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right, uh, next up is uh, some PlayStation news. So Shui Yoshida is, or has stepped down from the um, head of Worldwide Studios and is being replaced by uh, Guerrilla Games, Herman Hulst, which uh, if you don't know that name, then uh, Guerrilla Games worked on Horizon Zero Dawn, I guess, recently. Yep. Um, so he'll be taking... Shui's place and I guess we'll see how that sort of pans out start seeing him a bit more in some uh, press conferences I guess I don't know yeah uh, it's a bit early to say whether or not you know what what impact this is going to have I guess they had to replace Shui Shida so that's about it right that's yeah. all there is yeah yeah um, and then this next story uh, Bethesda is opening or has opened a new studio just got an email about this before. Um, it's news from today. Uh, this one is interesting. Human Head Studios. That name might sound familiar because they were the creators of Prey. Yeah. And they were working on uh, Prey 2. A, a game that I saw <laughs> in some form at one stage. Um, yeah. Which Bethesda then, um, I guess, shut down and then went a different direction. Um, eventually re- releasing Prey again. But Human Head have worked on a couple of games since then. None of them have been very successful and uh, consequently have ended up shutting down. But, uh, yeah, Bethesda's... Did they release a game this week? This week? This week. I'm Rune, sure of it. Rune 2 is the latest game on here? Rune 2. When did they release that? Uh, maybe it's not out yet. Rune 2... It says he released date 2020. 2020? I guess it's not coming out. <laughs> uh, what the... F- no, it says... I, I swear I saw it got on sale. Rune 2 is on sale. Play Rune. Uh, or maybe it's on Epic Store now. It's on the Epic M Store, yeah. Ah, okay. But they... This... Um, Skyrim meets Breath of the Wild, but with multiplayer, says Thor. Help, I'm on fire. 
says Jukes. What the fuck? 30 bucks. Is this some sort of fucking cash grab? It came out yesterday. Maybe uh, it's just cost way too much money to make. <laughs> I am very confused. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, anyway. Um, yeah, so everyone at Human Head was offered a position yep. at the newly opened Bethesda, studio, uh, Bethesda Games Studio Roundhouse Studios. Uh, yeah. Well, it's good um, that people didn't lose their jobs. Although, yeah, I'm yeah. extremely suspicious of this Room 2 shit. Well, I, I guess the thing is that it's, it's being published by another studio, so maybe the deal was just not very good in maybe. terms of the money they'll make back. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Anyway, I guess they're working, it says here, on an unannounced game, and then we'll see yep. where that goes. I mean, maybe they go back on a Prey game. It better be fucking Prey! No. Do, do they make Prey 2? Or do two they make do Prey 3? Prey 3 it is. Uh, just skip two all together. Yeah. Yep. I like it. I'll all right. It's it. a good idea. That's the news of the week. Uh, um, uh, no, there's one more thing. All oh, right. Oh, the Shannon Nolsey thing. Yeah. Nolsey has finally compiled all of the parts of his dream esports team, uh, the Motley Squad. And they are... Let's go through them. Obviously, Nolsey, team captain, his special school skill is an underdog then there is uh cassidy mcgill who is from love island which i've never watched and i don't know who this is oh, her this role is a is, giant fucking marketing thing what is this she's a driver and her special special skill is the explorer this is a pub g squad by the way uh then we've got roxy jasenko who is a sydney socialite her role is Hype Woman, uh, her arms have been photoshopped into nothingness. It's pretty spectacular. Her special skill is damage control. Maybe she's on Real Housewives of Sydney or some shit. I don't know. And the fourth is motherfucking Stephen Bradbury, <laughs> Olympic gold medalist. His role is Overwatch slash carry. And his special skill is stability and speed. <laughs> oh, they're taking the piss. They're the, this the greatest fucking team I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, I am very much going to try and interview them. And I'm going to ask Stephen Bradbury about uh, whether, whether you know, going to City Rowers back in the early 2000s and trolling for Poon... Uh, worked out as well as he would have hoped or uh, if he should have just gone somewhere else with his Olympic gold medal because he used to go to City Rollers up in Brisbane in the early 2000s just after he won his gold medal and he trolled for Poon uh, he was a mad Poon hound old Steve Bradbury uh, <laughs> and you heard it here on the gap first right um, yeah how long does this thing last what is going on it's going to be for Whatever this fucking competition is, the Lenovo competition of dreams, legion.lenovo.com is how you can get involved. 
uh, in the Legion of Champions. <clears throat> All right, so this is going to be one event, right? I believe so. This uh, is a show match, and they're like really fucking blowing it up. Uh, I guess. Um, yep. Uh, the finalists will face off at the Pantip Mall in Bangkok from the 12th to 14th of December. Registration ends today. Oh, it ends today. We're too late, I think, to have taken on Nolsey. You Maybe sign I'll just up. Make up. I'll, I'll play with latency. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Easy peasy. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's amazing. Uh, it's I love thing the bits. It's the greatest thing I've heard. Uh, I'm all about it. I can't wait to see them in action. Yeah. And to interview them when they obviously win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When how, how many kilos of coke were you on when you decided to do this? <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, that's the news. Uh, we got any questions? That's the news. We do have questions. Uh, let's kick it off with. Dr. E3 Money writes, What the fuck is wrong, Blizzard? Alright. Do they... I assume with Blizzard? No, just Blizzard? Uh, do they actually think it's smart to come out and say, Yeah, we stopped updating Overwatch so we can make Overwatch 2. It's the same fucking game, with the, but with the updates they never put out. What do they mean Overwatch 1 isn't going away? Why the fuck are they competing with their own game? Why are they saying they will, they will supporting both? They made a game. People seem to like it. They made a giant Overwatch League that seems popular. Now they're taking it out the back and putting a 12-gauge to its forehead. Fucking hell. Um, is this some elaborate scam to get out of the Overwatch League over hidden millions they are losing and start again? I'm so glad I never played Overwatch. Uh, and then he links to a Kotaku article that says, Overwatch stagnated because of its sequel, says director. Um, this, is what, this is what we were talking about last week, right? Uh, the idea that they they can't like fucking hold back updates to for an Overwatch two that isn't coming out for ages. Um, yeah, new characters, things like that. I swear to God, me ranting off the cuff was entirely off the cuff, and I hadn't seen anything like this last week, Drew. Uh, but I was popping off about this. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I am. I mean. Bit visual, the old imagery you've used, a uh, bit visceral, you know, violence. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, a strong point. And uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. It seemed mostly rhetorical, uh, question wise. I don't know if there is anything for us to answer. Uh, why are they competing with their own game? Competition's good, right, Drew? You know, focus up. Why would we compete with our own podcast? by me going on the podcast all the time. Well, it's because I really like the sound of my own voice. Um, yeah, any any thoughts, Luke? No, I think we summed it up last week. <laughs> Pretty well. It's true. You should have just listened to last week's show. Yeah. Da, Drew. Da doy. Um, he did send it on the 7th, so um, it wouldn't have been posted yet. But nevertheless, sort your shit out, Drew. Um, Z Doctor writes... No question. Sorry, lads. Oh, my God. I just couldn't resist with Dr. E3 Money's post. And it's a meme. Corporate needs you to find the difference between this game and this game. is two pictures of Overwatch and Overwatch 2. And it's them. It's Pam saying they're the same game, which is a classic Office meme. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree uh, 100%. Um, I wish I'd made that meme. Um, Frisco writes, With the passing of N7 Day, I have come to the conclusion that all the romance options should have resulted in an increased renegade reputation due to the power dynamic Shepard had over the rest of the Normandy crew. Would you agree or disagree? Interesting, interesting points. Uh, Shepard was the captain of the, uh, of the spaceship, the Normandy. Uh, and so, uh, anytime he fraternized with his crew... Uh, I guess what Frisco is saying, uh, it was a renegade play because technically he was using his power uh, power advantage to uh, to gain undue influence. You know, it's it was technically in in some ways sexual harassment. The crew didn't feel maybe didn't feel like they could turn down Shepard's advances. For fear of uh, reprisals, because not only did they have to work on the same spaceship, they also lived on the spaceship, and um, so yeah, uh, Shep put them in a pretty tricky position, and is kind of gross. Um, no, strong point, Frisco. I agree wholeheartedly. Luke, any thoughts? I have some thoughts, uh, but it's about Dragon Age Day instead. Oh, okay. And people should keep uh, keep some ears out for that one. Okay. It doesn't really drive the question itself, but... <laughs> no. I think, no. Uh, yeah, Dragon Age Day. I think something's happening okay. that day. From things All right, I've then. heard. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for contributing, Luke. That's what I As do. always, question time is more, more robust uh, with, with every effort you put in, with the complete lack of effort you put in to answering this stuff. Uh, Racy writes, we've got fucking tons of questions this week. Which makes your complete lack of effort that much more uh, depressing, Luke. Anyway, Racy writes, listening to the, the talk about D4, D3, D2, make me wonder, make me ponder how many hours I've put into the Diablo games. Obviously, stats weren't recorded back in the Diablo 2 days, but for Diablo 3, I clocked in just over 1,500 hours on PC. What are some games you guys have dropped huge hours into? I assume Dota, PUBG would rank highly, yeah. Um, I believe PUBG is my most played. You can sort it on Steam now, can't you? Uh, it'll show you, I think, most played or whatever. Um, um, you used to be, you used to be able to, yeah. If you go down to filter, filter, and then go to hours played. Hours played. Where the fuck is that? So I've got the new store. Yeah, on library. Scroll down to your games, all games. Yeah. And then go sort by and then change the filter to hours played. All games filter. For the life of me, I cannot fucking see what the fuck. Alright, so you go to library, you're in a library, right? Homepage library, library. Yes. On the right hand yes. side you've got the fucking all your games. Yes. Yeah, scroll down to all games. The fuck does that mean? I've got all my games. They're already fucking there. What's on your right-hand side of your screen? Does it say what's new? It's got games. No, that's the left-hand side. Your games. Your games is there, right? On the right-hand side. What's on the right-hand side? What's the first thing you can see? What's the heading? What's new? Yeah, it says what's new. What's new? What's the next one? Recent games? Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, my all gosh. Games. Now, yeah. How did you finish Death Stranding? To be honest, I don't even know. <laughs> 
Ah, classic. Uh, yeah, PUBG is my most played, apparently. Daisy comes in second. Underlords comes in third. Uh, this can't be right. Armor 2, uh, Arrowhead comes in uh, fifth behind Dark Souls 3. Then Armor 3, Dota 2, uh, uh, Counter Strike Source, Dark Souls 2, Duck Game, uh, Big 60 Hours. What? <laughs> That doesn't make sense. How many hours in PUBG? That's your highest, right? Yeah, 1,012. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? What do you got? Uh, my name is, is Dota 2, uh, 2,952 hours. Nice. That would Second? be primarily um, playing the actual game because I, I don't watch stuff in Dota 2 client. I watch it all on Twitch. Yeah, well, you didn't used to be able to get fucking free shit if you watched it on Twitch, and now I you can. So I still never well. do it, because you can link your Twitch account through it, so. Whatever. You still like watching. Uh, PUBG, uh, 1,094 hours. Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, I definitely dropped fuck tons of hours in Diablo 2 back in the day. Uh, like, tons and tons, because it was what we played overnight. Yeah. On the uh, the land lock-ins, that and Counter Strike, I've definitely played more than a thousand hours of Counter Strike. Yeah, so Counter Strike would be up there. Quake, Quake would be up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Soldier yeah. Fortune would be up there. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good question. Uh, Racy writes on a side note. The Druid was one of the few Diablo 2 classes to not return in Diablo 3. I do not remember the Druid in Diablo 2. Assassin was pulled apart into Monk, Martial Skills, and the DH uh, Assassin Traps along with Amazon Bow Skills. It was also quite a fan favorite uh, class during Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction expansion. How the fuck did I miss this? Uh, personally, I loved Amazon's return in her original uh, as she was my main character of choice. Yeah, I played a fuck ton of Amazon. Uh, what features improvements would you guys like to see in Diablo 4 that haven't been shown? Um, hmm. I don't know, Luke, anything that you... Because you've had the most, the closest experience with it. Mm. Anything you'd like to see from Diablo uh, 4? Hmm. That didn't make the cut? that I haven't seen so far I don't know um, I'm not sure I haven't really thought about this I think that um, like there's nothing in there that like when you play Borderlands um, it's like oh here's all this quality of life stuff I'd like to see but I feel like Diablo does that already um, like they do multi-tracking of uh, of different quests and stuff like that so yeah um, yeah I feel like maybe we do something with the partying system, some better better party system options. Yeah, I feel like more social elements would be probably the best, the best addition that I could hope for. Um, yeah, because I always feel like I don't know, it's pretty lo-fi, like it's pretty old school, and there's a lot of stuff they could implement to increase. Yeah, your ability to. to collaborate with other players i'd love to see like some maybe even i mean it'd be a, a big old um barrel of monkeys but uh in-game voice chat um that was 
sort of as good as Discord, right? Uh, and and sort of easy to sort of use, so you can always chat with people. Um, would be good just so that you could automatically get in and, and talk to people in random games when you're mm-hmm. doing adventure and stuff. Because um, yeah, I always feel like that's probably the you know I mostly play uh, adventure mode or like in party with people I know but there are times when you're just killing time until others show up when it'd be nice to be able to easily talk to people um yeah yeah I I guess things like um the social aspect but sort of like things like PUBG's ping system even just being able to identify um like hey uh let's mark this like you take this thing I'll take that sort of like in you know putting skulls or coins above a mob's heads in like Warcraft right like we'll put this one to sleep and this one will you know we'll attack this one blah 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 like there's there's nothing in that um for Diablo that I can see but being able to identify certain targets especially if they're going to start looking at things like um the way that different enemies will sort of incorporate different behaviors and abilities like being able to identify quickly who you want to go after um when there's 30 things on the screen would be maybe something that'd be be cool to see um but otherwise there's nothing that really steps out out to me that's like oh this particular feature i'd like to see um the one that i was thinking about when i was playing it was the um the pet system from torchlight 2 where you could right uh call a pet to go and take all your junk back to town and it disappear for like four uh, or five yeah. minutes and then come back with the gold i'd still like to see that because i think that would speed up the flow of the game like a lot because at the yeah. moment it's the um you know games recently we talked about have done this of, of like borderlands like oh don't pick up the trash because there's no point whereas yeah dabble has got this thing of you can pick up the good stuff but then you go back to town and you sell it all and then you go back it like really breaks up the pace of that game and so being yeah. able to mark all that stuff as junk and then getting a pet to do it or whatever you want to do means that yeah. you're on again like it takes five seconds ten seconds and then you're you're straight into it as opposed to two minutes or whatever so i think that yeah. could be a huge thing that they introduce but whether or not they would steal like a pet system um i think they should do it i think it'd, it'd be a big change and it just mean that you wouldn't just you'd pick everything up then i'd pick everything up fuck yeah, yeah. as opposed to just leaving yeah. all the whites on the grounds yeah yeah it feels a little wasteful sometimes yeah yep cool nice good question racy yeah good questions everyone except for z doctor who didn't ask a fucking question no just putting um, memes just putting memes in the old questions section uh yeah okay cool um that's the podcast that is the podcast uh, you can find us on itunes android windows store spotify youtube all those places you can find us under the gap or the GA podcast. Uh, please, if you've got a couple of moments, uh, rate and review the show. Helps other people find it, which we appreciate that. Um, you can also email us questions if you'd like to, the GA podcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our Discord page, the GA podcast.com slash Discord. You can leave us questions like all of those wonderful people did. Um, or you can just chat, chat in there, play video games. There's lots of things going on these days. Um, it's good yeah. fun. Otherwise, you can check us out on social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or you can go to our 
YouTube page, thejapodcast.com slash YouTube. And then we've got a website as well, thejapodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show, if you want to go check them out. Talked about uh, BlizzCon last week. A lot of BlizzCon yep. stuff. Um, yep. If you'd like to hear more about Diablo 4, which is which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all thanks to our Patreon members who support this show. They help us pay some of the bills. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast if you want to do that. Uh, thank you to everyone that does that every month. You're the best. Uh, big thanks to Aussie Dingbat, who has upped his well, their pledge from $5 to $10 a month. So thank you oh. very much to the Aussie superstar. Thanks, Dingbat. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, definitely helps us sort out the bills. Um, and I think that nice. is it. Have you got anything you want to pimp out? Um, yeah, go check out my, uh, my piece on Red Bull about Rainbow Six Pro League and how uh, it's leveling out. Uh, how the, the skill in the competition like around the world in Rainbow Six is leveling out a lot faster than in other esports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, quotes from wildcard players. Yeah, that's about it. What about cool. you? Uh, you can go to Survivor.com, check out my uh, Sims 4 interviews and listicle thing that I did. Because uh, nice. that's a hard game to preview and write big words about when mm. you're not a Sims fanatic. So you do a list thing. Here's a here's a bunch of things I learned. Um, but otherwise, yeah, the interviews were good. Uh, so you can go go check them out if you want to. Well, you don't. It's up to you, but you probably should. And um, I think that's it. Next week, we'll be talking about Star Wars. Star Jedi Wars. Fallen Order. Yep. 100%. Yeah. I'm definitely keen for that one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't too keen on it at the start of the year, but... Yeah, definitely, definitely turned around now. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks everyone for listening.